Hey everybody, welcome to Smashing Game Time. We are two brothers and one special guest that go through gaming's back catalog of yesteryear. I am your host, Nick. Below me is my brother, Josh. Hey everybody. Hey, Josh. And then to my left, you'll know him, you'll love him. He's the host of Gimmicks. He's the host of Are You My Mother? It's David Arnold, everybody. Oh, gosh, bros. It's great to be back. Great to have you back. It's great to have you back. Oh, man, I... I am so thrilled and excited because last time we talked about so many wonderful things, but I think the best of it was that my friends and family got to hear me talk about Gollum performing oral sex and, and really what a, what a gift, what a gift. What a they gift. talked about it all Thanksgiving, didn't they? Well, it was pretty much the only focus this year. So thank you. And you know what? With the other holidays coming up, Christmas, Hanukkah, all of them. You got you got a whole month it's, of December of go, of a uh, golem deep throating. No, I, <laughs> I I hope that I hope that we can actually reset that and and raise the erudite level of conversation so that I have something new to be known for in my circle. We can do that. You know, golem is a WB uh, a property, and wow. WB in the last few years has had to tell people that Batman doesn't go down. Some heroes don't do that. So golem is in that same category. Golem. Doesn't go down. Gollum is not a generous lover. Uh, you heard it here, folks. Confirmed. Uh, but hey, we're not going to talk about what fictional characters get on their knees. <laughs> we're here to talk video games. Uh, we are going to be looking back at uh, our 2023. I wouldn't. I wouldn't call them predictions. I don't believe we did predictions this year. But our, you know, what our games, what games were most anticipated by us at the beginning of the year, and then um, how we felt about them. Yeah, and then our resolutions and where we're at with them. Uh, spoiler alert, not very far. <laughs> yeah, it's sad. Uh, but before we do that, couple things at the top of the show. Hey, we're on Apple, Spotify, we're on YouTube. Go check us out in all those places. Fuck the algorithm, tell a friend. Word of mouth is king here, that's right. The computer's gotta go. Fuck them, fuck the algorithm. Fuck them. The, the camera's in a new place, so I'm like looking where yeah. the camera used to be, and it's throwing me off so much. That's right. Hey, I said it before, but we're on YouTube. Come look at our beautiful faces. Come look at all the things on the walls behind us. Uh, Watch Josh, Gold Deep Throat Frodo. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. <laughs> no more Deep Throat. No, 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 no. We're stopping that. No. I don't. I don't know where this episode will end up, but I, I'm not. I'm not ruling it out. In, in all fairness, it usually ends up on Spotify, uh, YouTube, pretty much every your podcast. The Swallowship of the Rings. Okay, I'm done. I got it out of my system. <laughs> and, and I just want to say, while Fuck the Algorithm is a tried and true thing, I, I do want to give credit that, that we are on just the tail end of the Spotify Unwrapped, and I was stoked to see Smashing Game Time on my top five podcasts. I saw um, that. I, I was on X or Twitter, and I saw it, and I was like, oh, I'm so touched, but I'm kind of, But then I saw that you listen to your podcast more than us. I was like, this motherfucker. Well, and, and it does it does seem narcissistic that the number one was gimmicks, but that was before I was invited as co-host, so that's the only reason that one's okay. <laughs> the only reason. But thank you so much. I don't use Spotify for podcasts, so like, if I listen to one on there, it just completely trips it up. But I will say my number one artist this year was Gus Dapperton, followed by JPEG Mafia. So it was a pretty good musical year for me. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, Danny Brown was in there, too. Josh, did you get your Spotify wrapped yet? 
Why don't you mention that? I have not seen it come through. I wonder if it hit my spam. I don't. I, I don't ooh. even think I didn't see any emails, but they do. Like if you open the app, it's like it'll pop up. It'll hit you in the face and be like, "Hey, motherfucker, I, come well, post this." Use, on, that's what I used to watch the, or listen to our podcast. And I when I opened it, it didn't pop up. It honestly, it's it's kind of crazy how much that has become a thing in like the last five years. Yeah, <laughs> I like it though. To the point that even this summer, I thought, God, fuck, am I listening to too much video game music? Like, is this going to fuck up my Spotify Unwrapped? And it did. It, that's what my that's what my Unwrapped is. It's like, man, you love to work with video game music in the background, don't you? You little, you little nerd. You little punk. <laughs> the, yeah. uh, the year I had a kid, that year was ruined. The year I was streaming and was using copyright video game, copyright free video game music for like the streams that effed stuff up so yeah it's kind of like oh i can't do that on spotify it's gonna mess my it's the dumbest thing which honestly i'm surprised more companies aren't like jumping on the bandwagon and like oh hey we're facebook here's the most racist thing your uncle said this year yeah (laughs) can i can i tell you that i think part of the reason that there's such an allure to it is there's actually this psychology around um your presence and knowing what you've done for any period of time mm-hmm. so like like with a depressed client i might tell i'm just gonna make josh depressed real quick i might tell josh um keep a, keep a journal and then at the end of the year you can like flip this little book and you wrote 360 days of stuff and like there's a catharsis associated with that and so i think people are really annoyed that like today and tomorrow end up just being like people sharing their music but it is a it is like a moment of like i was here and in a very desolate and despair driven world like it's kind of nice to see that you were here even if it's for something as dumb as like i listen to taylor swift more than anyone else (laughs) like but but there you were you were there and that's kind of cool the the fun fact about david is he wasn't listening to the taylor versions he was listening to the scooter versions Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I prefer my music to be churned through a machine um, and depersoned. In, in yeah. David's defense though, uh, if you listen to Taylor's version and you go back and listen to the scooter versions, Taylor doesn't sound as thrilled to be uh, 22 or to shake it off, to be honest. She sounds like, yeah. dude, this is fucking annoying. I'm 30 something years old and I just want to go home, drink a bottle of wine and wind down for the rest of the day. I just want to sit down with wow, Travis I... and watch the new Squid Game show. Yes. <laughs> stop. Stop. Uh, wow. Wow. S-E-O-B. Um, yeah. 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 Uh, wow, listen, that's okay. Squid Game show. We, we we should talk about it because it's garbage. Um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of speaking of people who will review, view me as garbage, I am uh, not a Taylor Swift listener. I use that as an example. I couldn't tell you a Taylor Swift song. That is uh, not my world. It's just not no, my world. You're lucky. Travis is my world. I'm definitely there for that. Like, I get it. But nobody's had a better year than Travis. Yeah, he's definitely had the best year. I I will say it's gotten annoying because I was on, I was browsing IGN earlier looking for news just to see if we were missing anything. And there was an article about Taylor Swift and how she's changing, like, how uh how production companies should look at releasing movies. And I was like, ah, damn it, another SEO grab. Like, I get it if you google taylor swift a lot of stuff comes up but come on ig kotaku had one i'm pretty sure polygon had wow. one. Oh well, yeah i mean they they see what it did for the nfl and they're like well shit how can we like hop on this real quick i want to see a couple you know extra hundred thousand girls come to our website just to read this one article to boost our revenue and maybe they'll wow. stay to read our review of the walking dead game that just came out who knows 
Is this is this y'all's way of telling me that I've been bumped for Taylor, who's coming on as guest uh, for this episode? Taylor and Travis actually couldn't book. They 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 uh, they wanted to. They really wanted to, but they busy, were too busy. too busy watching yeah. Squid Games. But speaking yeah. of games, look at what I did. Josh, I love that. That was so good. Josh, so what are you good. playing? All right. So uh, Apex Legends, uh, basically new season still, or uh, within recent just started. Um, I've been kind of dabbling in that one. Anybody's online. Otherwise, I've been switching between Bloodstained Ritual of the Night since I got my Steam Deck back. I finally, finally get back to it. And then, of course, I'm playing through all the Tomb Raiders currently. You're uh, still. Wow. I think I'm three quarters of the way done as far as finishing it. So are you and then I go straight to the multiplayer for the are you at the no don't do that. Are you at the point in the game where you're kind of like returning to like all the old areas? Yes. Because I think that game does a really good thing where like, oh hey, you're at the top of this thing over here, and oh you can shoot an arrow rope down here, and oh shoot, I'm back in that area where the plane went down. Yeah. That's okay. basically what I'm doing right now. I was going back through all the tombs, getting all the uh GPS caches and knocking all that out before I finish it. But then like I said, I have to torture myself. Nick, I'm a completionist. I have to go back and do the multiplayer. And unfortunately, there's achievements for it. You don't have to yeah. do that. I have to. Multiplayer achievements are are kind of, you know, I'm when you're in the mood for multiplayer, it's fine. But they're kind of the worst, right? They always are because it's like, okay, we're going to give you like a couple of easy ones. We're going to want you to go ahead and maybe play, play a, a map or play all the maps in the game or play every game mode and win it. You know, some stuff that you can eventually do in time, but then they do like the most impossible, right? Hey, basically, if in this game of uh, team deathmatch, you need to survive the whole entire match without dying. Or camp in a corner, just hide. Yeah. Or, or you have to like get like 50 of the 100 kills. Like, I, uh, I, I would have to sit there forever and do it. I liken multiplayer achievements to like the, I think of three major multiplayer achievements, two of which I got and one of which I never even got even close. The first one is the overkill achievement in Halo 3, where they force you to get an overkill, which is four kills in a row in Lone Wolf match. Like wow. in Wolf, So it's one versus one versus one versus. So you have to kill all the other players. And then I think one more to get that. And that was, I remember that being a pain in the ass and getting that by accident. And that was actually the last achievement I needed in Halo Three, and one hundred percent of that one. Uh, the other Oof. one, the other one that I got, so Titanfall, when that one first came out, there was this ridiculous achievement. So when you win a game, the other team is going to evacuate on a spaceship, and you have there's an achievement for be the player to kill all six evacuating enemy players, and it's tough because you have all your teammates doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and everyone's going to one spot. And again, this is another one where I just got was really lucky in my where I was, what gun I had, the fact that everyone that I was killing was running away from me and wasn't actually trying to fight me. And that was, again, the last one. The last achievement, and you know this if you've ever played any Gears of War, is the Seriously achievement, which was kill 10,000 players in a lifetime. Oh, my God. Fucking ridiculous. It wasn't the second one, like, 2.0, where you had to kill, like, 20,000? No, it was 100,000. But they they counted. That was across the whole game. So it could have been, like, AI enemies. It could have been. So what people did for that one is they would just replay uh, that last level where you're riding the Brumach and just mowing down down thousands and thousands of guys. (laughs) I remember you sat there for, like, a couple hours doing that just to get it. I, but I never got it. 
<laughs> I never, never. I thought you did get it. No, I stopped. I stopped on both of them because oh. first of all, that first Gears of War was very buggy, and then that second oh, yeah. one that that was just a big number. I was I was 2008. How old was I? I was 16 at the time. I had I had yeah, duties. Yeah, had duties. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that is wild. I am not a huge multiplayer person as a whole, but I went for the original Bioshock 2 multiplayer trophies and uh, I got them all. I got them all. And, and I, and when that finished, I said, I would never like to play this game ever, ever, ever again. And so when the remaster came out, there was no multiplayer fuckery whatsoever. I was like, great, let me, let me dive back into this shit. That's fine. But I can never do this. And like the, the, the lingering, I don't think anyone has them. Is there these DLC map trophies that came with it? Because no one bought this fucking DLC, um, you could never get into one of these maps to get these trophies. <laughs> I'm sorry for I your loss. Bastard people. Bastard people. No, bastard developers. That's the one thing I will admit. Like, I'm not blaming like That's the, true. I'm not blaming the head, the head honchos, the funders. Like, I'm I'm blaming the developers. You knew what you were doing, you sick son of a bitch. I don't know. I do kind of like the one Nick talked about that because there's a sociopathy to people are escaping for their lives and you have to go kill them. And I do like when challenges make you be a little bit of a psychopath. And I think that there's, there's a, there's a beauty to that. I wish there were more. Yeah. I wish there were more achievements that had like that unique twist and it wasn't just kill somebody with this gun, kill somebody with that gun, kill somebody with that gun. Like I want achievements where it's like, Hey, you threw a rock and hit an enemy in the head and, you killed them. Yeah. Something something cool. Something unique. That just sounds like a basic weapon kill, Nick. No, you just, you picked up, like you can't, in the game, you can't pick up a rock. You'd have to shoot the rock, bounce it off of something, and then it uh, bounces off. Okay. Something that, cool Okay, like that's that. cool. That's cool. Something cool. Something with like yeah. physics. Yeah. I like, my favorite trophies are like little in-game jokes or nods or things like that. Like that sort of award the player for being a weirdo. Yes. That's cute. I but, but I also like the games where they just give me the achievements. Like, oh, you got to this part of the game. Here you fucking go. You, you, <laughs> wow. you sloppy little little wow. gamer boy. <laughs> I love, Nick, Nick said, give me a Final Fantasy trophy list where it's like, you got to chapter two. Here's the chapter two trophy. Well done, you. <laughs> I'm just a dog getting a treat, going outside to get a treat and coming back in. <laughs> <laughs> no wait or uh heavy heavy rain you started the game thank you here's a trophy <laughs> is that great fucking trophy is that real yeah yeah I, it's, sure it is. I believe i believe that the help text on the trophy is thanks for supporting interactive storytelling oh that's cute yeah i'm gonna look <laughs> this shit up but uh yeah i'm pretty sure that's what that was and you know what it probably only has like a 10 percent there are only 10% of gamers that have that achievement that have played the game. <laughs> you think enough people launched it and saw, Oh, directed by David Cage. And they're like, Ooh, Ooh, get this fucking away from that. <laughs> if it's not that, if they, if they didn't do that, they were the ones who got the uh, chainsaw lollipop achievement. Uh, looking up her skirt. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't it, and it berates the players. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with yeah, you? Like what the fuck? It's literally like, what the fuck are you doing? Are you pervert or something like that? <laughs> I, you know, though, in 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 folks' defense, uh, I think all three of us looked at Sam Porter Bridges's junk uh, yeah, long enough yeah. for him to punch us in the face. So we're all, you know, we're all subject to it. I mean, I mean, there's no shame in that, though. I stared at his junk the whole time, and I was like, "God damn!" I, I, I I'm not I'm not in any way, shape, or form like attracted to him in any, like that way. But at the same time, I know a good looking man when I see him. Do you know how many showers yeah. I took with that man? Come on, come on! I wish but I... that was all. That was all in the service. Of some type zero grenades. Come on! <laughs> I needed my grenades. 
You just showered. You already replenished him. No, I need more. I need more. I need at one more point, water. he just kind of looks at you and he's like, he's like slowly just washing himself, keeping himself covered. He's like, and you just stare. Please get out. Kept pressing the shower button. He just starts crying. And <laughs> <laughs> anything else on the gaming front, Josh? No, that's pretty much it for me. All right. I'm gonna throw a curveball and I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it to David. I'm gonna throw it to You're David. You're gonna throw it to me. Wow. Are wow. you ready? Are um, you ready? Uh you know, I am ready. Uh I uh I have been replaying some older games, which is sort of the thesis of Smashing Game Time. So uh for my podcast, we were covering Genova as a mother in media, which will be really interesting to cut together because it was like two and two and a half hours of talking through this as like a concept. And so I replayed Final Fantasy VII, which was a blast to go back through. And uh had had a lot of fun with that. That then made me go, well, I could I could keep doing this. So I played through Final Fantasy VIII, uh, mostly because Ben Starr, who voices Clive, is like obsessed with it and it's all over my social media feeds to like play this game. And uh, finally tucked through that and then got into some Super Mario Wonder. It was finally time to complete my conversion into uh, being open and honest about being a furry in the world and loving Elephant Mario. And uh, here I am. <laughs> I, I made it. I made it. He's a big boy. He squirts water. It's excellent. There's... No, wait. Would he technically be considered a furry if he's an elephant? Because Yeah, I think that the internet has has clearly delineated that that's that's on the side of furryism though i do recognize elephants not the furriest creatures but um it's the anthropomorphic of it all i I think is what's going on there it's just it's very confusing when they throw it out the concept out there and the majority of them usually are some type of like uh dog or wolf like that type of family well, yeah. my fursona would be an alligator, Josh. So you know what? I think you don't hey, have to have fur hey, to be a furry. See, no, no, teach their own. I just it's it's a foreign concept to me. The way I don't necessarily know enough people who are, and it's like it's not a, for a lack of wanting to know. It's just other than going to Reddit and honestly, either getting to the complete one side that's like, oh, furries, you're fucking weird, or hardcore into it that don't really explain it, but just are like all about it. It's like how am I supposed to learn? There's not like a how to guide. It's true. It's true. It's not. It's not a community that's easy to get into. Yeah. Uh, it's. It's a. It's because it's somewhat insular. It's hard to discover the ways of these. Of these folks. There's no middle ground. There's no like furries run furry runner club like at the this meeting down at the park that you can just go be a part of. <laughs> I think the closest thing to it are the bronies, and everybody knows to avoid them. Yeah, bronies. I don't know. Like I've never met a brony. Wait, David, are you a brony? Uh, no, no, no. I thought you said brownies, uh, meaning the children who uh, go Girl to like Girl Scouts. And I was trying to make the connect. I was trying to make the connection. I was really trying, uh, and I was doing good listener face. And then uh, Nick clarified that it was bronies, and I was like, "Oh, sure, sure, sure." And so I didn't mean to. I, I very, I know very little about the My Little Pony franchise, but I do know that these folks love, love, love it, which is great. It's it's more of like I was thinking more of like the stereotype uh, bronies who are like oh okay bunch of like men in their like mid forties who are like hardcore into it and some of them are known to be like into pedophilia and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, let's. Obviously, yeah. not every single brony is like that. That's, I like, think, that's a stereotype, I, but I do think there's a there's a way in which aberrant sexuality because it's different than the norm all gets sort of lumped together, uh, and that that. You know, it can be a little bit challenging, I think, for those communities. But uh, this is all to say that, uh, yeah, I, I went down a rabbit hole of looking at Mario porn art, and uh, it was it was um, 
it was uh it was great it was really great I, and i also learned that um there's there's a lot of hate on the internet for players playing this Mario game as Mario, uh, that he's sort of considered the most basic uh, choice since you can play as almost any other character. Uh, but I'm a big Mario man. I play Mario in Mario Kart, uh, Smash. Like I like Mario. I just genuinely like vanilla ice cream, it's and that's that's David. Okay I was about to say how very vanilla of you to play as I know, Mario. I know. But that's very I ironic because I mean the man's <laughs> name is is in the game. Yeah. Yeah, he is the reason it exists, and you're like uh, people are gonna complain about that. Well, here's the deal: Luigi, Luigi's kinkier, uh, Peach is sassier, Daisy is like a, a fucking bitch. It's great. Um, Yoshi, Yoshi has the tongue. Luigi. Yoshi does have that tongue. Donkey um, Kong wears nothing but a tie. <laughs> <laughs> Donkey Kong. Uh, can I can I just say Donkey Kong was the most surprising part of the Mario movie for me. I I didn't anticipate liking this film at all, and uh, not not like a wild Seth Rogen fan, but I I thought that 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 part of the film was fantastic. So I will say that like just a tie is appropriate for for that creature. He kept this. He kept the Rogen laugh under check. He really did. He, he really did. did. I was proud of him. I was proud. I was like, hey, he didn't giggle. We'll give and, him credit there. And, and while I'm into just a uh, just a necktie on a on a burly fellow, uh, I've got to say I was always more partial to Funky Kong. Funky Kong Funky is Kong where it's at, right? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Funky Kong is where it's at. That's my kind of guy. Laid back, bandana, chill. Oh, yeah. Don't really know where he was on January sixth. Um, <laughs> that's that's why I look that's why I look for in a man. I was just very into Diddy Kong. Like he's got the red hat. He's got the red T-shirt. Doesn't cool. need anything he's else. Cool. He's, he's, he's cool. Anything box. Else. Just cool little he's guy. Cool. cool little he's guy. Cool dude. I interrupted but, uh, you, James. Oh, and then, I'm sorry. <laughs> shit, yeah, and then I've been playing, uh, you know, Slay the Spire because I can't get away from it. It's my it's my gacha game, and uh, and uh, Vampire Survivors just to just to have something on every once in a while because it's just a fun little. I, I I'd say it's a fun little quick game you can play whenever, but it seems to be like two or three hours go by and you don't even notice it. Yeah, it's the Mr. Krabs meme. You look up and like the room is spinning. The, those yeah. are two very addicting games that you've mentioned there know, at the end. I I, I have to God. stay away from both. Like I'm aware of Slay the Spire and I've seen it, and I'm like, ah, you know, if I get into this, like I'm going to lose a lot of time. And you are, you are. I've maybe put in two hours into Vampire Survivor over the last year and a half, and I'm like, you know, I can I can sit here and do this, and I have other games that are, I, I forget what the exact name of that genre is, but it's I think. I think it's called a survivor genre, isn't that like, or yeah, that's what they, that's what they're calling these. Yeah. It's like the, they call it bullet hell. It's bullet heaven because you're the bullet. You're the bullet hell. And I I like it because I'm like, Oh, I can just turn my brain off and just like walk around. I only have to stop to pick things every once in a while. It is kind of fun, mindless. It's it's wild. My my buddy Doug has started streaming, and uh, I I don't really know anything about Twitch, so I'm just doing it as a supporter. And uh, one of the things he was playing was a vampire survivors like where you're a pirate ship and you're just like sailing the seas and shooting other ships and taking their treasures. And it's 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 like hypnotic to even just watch him, oh, and it's good. so great. That's oh, a that's a I good theme. That's a good theme. Yeah. On that. I like that. God. Oh, just hypnotic. I I was gonna say ask I was gonna ask something about Mario Wander, but uh, I my mind wandered off and yeah, we got into fair. that whole of uh, have you beaten it? Uh, no, I haven't. So I have a little bit of um, trouble with like manual dexterity, and so I would love to 100%, and I don't seem to be able to to register the idea that my physical capacity 
doesn't necessarily meet a hundred percenting a game that requires some pretty precise agility on the controller. Mm -hmm. And so I'm only through world four now, uh, but soon, soon uh, Bowser's turned himself into a castle. That's hot. Um, (laughs) uh, We have to resolve that issue. I I suppose that must be resolved because that's the point of the game. But um, I'm, you know, I like, I like, I like a man who's in charge. I like a man who's a giant house. And I think that's been, that's been a lot of fun. I have a feeling you're going to enter that giant man castle (laughs) or that giant. He's a turtle, that giant turtle castle. You know, it's the house hunters I want, Nick. It's the house hunters (laughs) I want uh, to to experience. Honey, I think the house just orgasmed. (laughs) That's extra. (laughs) I really don't love the paint color here in the colon, but we could, we could redo it. We could redo it later. We'll, we'll put up wallpaper. Nick, what about you? What games have you been playing? Oh, I thought you guys would never ask. Um, so it's been a lighter week for me. I have a new phone because I left my phone on top of the roof of my car and drove what? off. Wow. Uh, and so physics worked against you. It it was destroyed. My iPhone 8 that I've had for like the last 700 years, finally gone. So I got Nick, this. you lost got, your button. You lost yep, your button. Lost my he's gone button. to buttonless. I'm completely, oh. I'm completely beside myself. Trying oh, to God. trying to press it so hard that I create a button. But uh, so with the new phone, with the new phone, I got the uh, what is it, Apple Games or whatever for three months. Mm-hmm. Arcade, yeah. arcade. There it is. Yep. So I downloaded What the Golf, and that has been my, that has been my. Oh, I'm gonna go sit on the toilet for ten minutes and hide from my kids and play What the Golf. Or oh, I've got like five minutes at work. It's five minutes before I leave. I'm gonna play What the Golf, and it's really cool. It's really funny how each level just completely blows my mind so like josh i don't know if you know it's a golf game where you're flipping the ball into the hole and you have to get a par but like it doesn't really matter it's just of getting it to where it needs to go but sometimes so you'll get to a level and there's a guy standing there with the ball and you go to flick the ball and it flicks the guy so the ball what is considered the ball every level changes like one level there's a house and you're rolling a house through traffic there's another one where you have like a bent, a bent club. You have like 20 bent clubs. And when you flick, all of them go and you just need one of them to hit the flag. And the way you navigate between levels is so each level is a hole in the world. And so you're just a little golf ball being flicked around the world into the next hole. And then you go in and then you do the level. And then if you complete it, you go in and you can do a par level. And then there's like a challenge level, which changes it uh, one changed the level to where it was like in first person from the ball's perspective cool fun little game i have a feeling that's going to i'm going to play that until my apple arcade runs out because i think i think that's also on steam now so once that's gone i'll hop over i beat thirsty suitors i don't know if i said that last week josh but i 100 percented thirsty suitors it's done it's over i defeated my potty uh she was talking mad shit to my mom and I ended up fighting her. It was actually a really, uh, really emotional ending to that. Uh, I've never, you know, I, you know, we've been, we've been in family stuff before, but uh, the characters are really well written. My re- my review's up on Game Chronicles if people want to go check it out. But the 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 characters really well written. I really cared about the characters. I didn't care so much about playing the game, mm-hmm. but I liked the characters so much that I was going to play through the game to see what was going on with them. That said, there's a wedding that the game hints at the whole game, and you never get to go to the wedding. Never. Oh, never. We ever. don't get to the fireworks factory. 
No, it's just, it's, just, it's wow. a, what's the term? A check, it was a Chekhov's gun. Just sitting wow. there. Just sitting there. They didn't do maybe anything they're, Maybe it's going to be for the sequel. Am I, that or maybe they do some DLC. Well, and I thought like, oh, hey, maybe this is like a secret ending that you have to unlock. And I again, I 100%ed the game. So when the credits rolled and nothing happened, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Where's my wedding? I want to see this, this wedding. I, that's the whole this, reason I'm home. What this game is completely new to me. This looks sick as hell. It's 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 fun. I mean, it looks gorgeous. I, maybe the gameplay isn't perfect, but it looks beautiful. It, it looks great. It's dripping with fucking style. The characters, like I yeah. said, are really well written. Uh, the father character was my favorite. Really endearing. Every night you go home and like he's sitting on the couch when you get there, so you just like sit next to him and talk about your day for a little bit until you fall asleep. And it the the scene always ends with him carrying you up to bed and then wow. you wake up the next it's so sweet it's the sweetest little thing and it's got sweet little moments like that sprinkled throughout like it's uh the story is very much a scott pilgrim versus the world scenario where all your exes are like approaching you since your return home yeah i i liked it way more than i thought it was going to i even with my problems i was like no this is great and it might yeah uh, no spoilers to my top 10 list for the year, but it might, it might be, it might sneak in. Wow. It might wow. sneak in. Uh, because I can't put Tetris Effect on there because it didn't come out this year. Uh, <laughs> another game I played like 20 minutes of is Mosa Lina. It's like Mona Lisa, but Mosa Lina. And this is, this is a little like 2D side scrolling game where you have to, so you complete these worlds by hitting these two targets and then jumping out of the world in the portal. Mm. And every level gives you three objects that you can use. So like you might get two ladders that you can use that allow you to either like cross a gap or get up higher in an area. Uh, another thing, another item you can use is a frog, which you can hop on their back and have them jump you across. Uh, you can do tentacles that you can connect to each other and like cross it like a bridge. It's really cool like that and the thing is the three items are always always uh random and so you can potentially lose they can potentially give you stuff that's not going to have you finish the level and so the game presents you with like i think it's like nine or 12 levels at a time and it cycles you through them so if you fail level one it'll be like all right let's take them to level eight give them these three tools oh you failed level eight with these three tools all right let's take them to level four with these three tools and you just cycle through all those levels until you've completed them all it's kind of fun. It's kind of weird. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it, I like the look of it. It's a little four or five dollar game. I recommend it so far. I still need to go back and beat it because I only beat like three worlds. Mm, excuse me. And then the last game I'm playing is Planet of Lana. This is, I forget the developer's name. I had it up earlier, but this plays very much like Limbo. You are a little girl on a nice, mm. cute little planet. Until your family and your village gets taken by aliens, you befriend a little alien creature thing that you travel with. Uh, you use it to like trick the bigger monsters to like get around them. And the puzzles are really, really not challenging, but they do take some thinking. Uh, like, for example, there's this one where there are these three buttons you have to press. And you know that there's a box that you can put one on. Your little guy can stand on one. And you're like, oh, what's this? What, what's this? Okay, there's this pig enemy over here. Well, your little buddy can control animals for a little Ooh. bit, bring them over, and stand them on it. But even that, even after he's done controlling them, there's too much of a gap. 
So like your guy can't control him and have him on the button. So the, what the trick ends up being is you get the box, you get your guy, control that guy, set him on the far one, have a trap go off that kills the boar <laughs> and locks the boar on your spot, move your guy. It, it's got weird, fun little puzzles like that. Uh, your uh. girl, nobody says anything. Your girl just yells her brother's name, uh, which is like Svitzel or something like that. Um which makes more sense now that I know that it's a Swedish developer. <laughs> like it's just like she sounds Swedish. Is this yeah. Swe- is this Switzerland? <laughs> Fucking Swedes, they're everywhere. You just can't you can't get away. Where what is going on over here? Uh, but that is cute. I'm almost done. There's a actually there's a this might get into moment of the year, Josh. But there's a moment like in the chapter nine or something where you come down to the bottom of a mountain. And you have, and the sun is either rising or setting, I forget, but you're running across this flat surface, your little alien buddy's like ahead of you, and you're just going, the music is swelling, it's kind of kind of like mm-hmm. you're, I'm playing Death Stranding, and don't be so serious. <laughs> yeah, nice. I do love a good atmospheric song. Yeah, as you're walking and not really doing anything else. Kind of like the Metal Gear back in the day, the climbing the ladder to Snake Eater. Like, if you give me a good moment where I'm just traversing... And I have a moment to reflect while a song, a slow, somber song is playing. Feels pretty good. <laughs> wow, wow. Um, yeah, gamers universally hate that shit. So I love that you love it, Nick. That makes me so happy because it's, that when I see when I see critiques of of great moments like that, it's always the same thing. Like eh, I just want to play the game. Don't make me feel things. That's, I love that because it just it builds on so much. It, People are just idiots. People are just like, oh, I want instant gratification. I want to be able to press a button consistently and feel like yeah. I've achieved something where it's like that moment's like, no, I just want to, I want to be able to absorb what's going on. That little, that little, mo- I mean, Nick said it best, Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, climbing mm. up the ladder. Oh, great moment. I mean, it's the only time I'm not like, oh my God, I'm just like, oh yes, I love this part. Just keep yeah. climbing. Guys, I just yeah. want to shoot bad guys, okay? I don't want to, hey, get the politics out there's, of the game. No, they just, get, oh my God. they just want to get, just want to get, <laughs> they just want to get to uh, uh, Nick. What's the bad guy's name in that one? Uh, and Vol- Vulcan Raven? No, Vulcan. They, they, they want Vulcan just to grab Ballsack. That's all that is. That's all they want to watch is that. I forgot. I forgot how uh, yeah how uh, grabby Metal Gear Solid Three is. It's very grabby. Am I playing anything mm-hmm. else? No, that was it. That was those four games. I'm sure I have something else I could mention, but I'll bring it up next week when we're back. Yeah. I'm excited to try this What the Golf thing because I also have Apple Arcade and I've never used it. It just sits there uselessly um, taunting me on my phone. Uh, so I would love to check this out. Play it with headphones on because just the sound of like stuff hitting is just so gratifying. And the yeah. music the music is very uplifting. I'm doing my best at the end of the year here to like find stuff that's making me happy because I've, oh, been, good. I've been a grumpy Gus the last few months. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Let's get in the holiday spirit, man. Let's be excited and happy. And, and that's another thing. Um, the last two or three years, like the holidays, I've just been a grump. And then like they end and I'm like, man, I kind of didn't enjoy the holidays, did I? Yeah. So, so this year I'm making an extra effort. Like, you know, I'm going to put a little peppermint in my coffee or, you know, wow. I'm going to have a cup of eggnog. Yeah. Or you, are go, you are you eggnog fans? Is this an egg ha- eggnog household? Me some eggnog. He loves like it a, way more than I do, but I do. Like have, I could literally I do, do a whole gallon in one sit down and still want more. Oh wow! Like a like a store bought one though. Uh, I've done homemade too. 
Oh, I love fucking homemade. We have a great homemade eggnog recipe, which is what you want a Jew to tell you. Um, like, uh, just absolutely, just for the craft, uh, just for the fucking craft. I will tell you this much. If it's not eggnog, uh, my wife's uh, grandmother makes this very, it's it's an alcoholic slushy, basically. It is like crack to the point where we have this yeah. huge container. And every time we're like, getting ready to sit down everyone makes sure their cups are refilled and we'll eat that and then after we're done we all go back and get like thirds and fourths yeah not to be an alcohol counselor in this moment but you say like crack and tell me more uh about that uh, is this a is this a problem for the household no i mean honestly we will never not go without it like we've okay. gone to the point where we start to spread the recipe it's really good it's not better not better to say <laughs> those words not 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 better um i mean okay so how about this that. it's it's addicting like uh sugar uh no not no, worse <laughs> that's, if you still, can believe it we're, that's we're still actually addiction, going uh, crack kills i mean sugar does sugar too. sugar one by <laughs> okay fine i'll go with a sugar free how about that does that help josh you know there's things i can't even buy here in the eu i have to go to the american store and they're labeled not food uh oh, because no. you can't legally sell them as food here Oh, can, can you tell us one or two things that we would... um lucky charms which i was like i have to fucking get some lucky charms are labeled not food really um yeah uh i thought reese's peanut butter cups but I, there is a version of reese's peanut butter cups i can buy at a at a regular store they just aren't at grocery stores because they, these people are healthy and they eat bread and cheese and meat and things wow. um and olives fucking olives that's what should be labeled as not food fucking, fucking yeah they're Mediterranean. not Fuck olives. disgusting um what else have we seen there there was something else that i was like oh my god why is this here and i want to say it was like it was like prego or something and it's just because it was so much sugar in the sauce that they don't allow it to be sold as food that, that prego that. does have a lot of sugar like i remember eating like a pasta at one point being like this is kind of sweet <laughs> yeah not a fan of that I mean, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die happy. So I'll continue to stuff my face. That's great. <laughs> I mean, and you know what? I mean, That's what holiday share is all about. If I'm going to die, I'm going to die happy. I'm going to be honest with you. Everything gives you cancer. Everything makes you age faster. I'm, I'm going to die happy. So okay, good. good. I'll, I'll, I'm not going to drink chances. the water anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't think about it. Like microwaves give you cancer. Microwave foods give you cancer. Stay uh, out of certain the, type. Stay away from well, no, your microwave, but, Josh. Don't but, don't okay. press your face against okay. the microwave so, when it's on. Yeah, you're, okay, you're not okay, supposed so to take, be inside of it. <laughs> so take take the microwave away. Okay, now let's go to stoves. Okay, uh, gas stoves. Well, if you take in the fumes too much, you start to get asthma, which then can develop into cancer. Apparently, David, so, we should ask him how he feels about vaccines next. <laughs> Wow. wow. Uh, where were where were you on January 6th now that I kind of think of it? Because I'm not uh, was... I'm not, not attracted to Josh. So just a quick question. That's what the uh, FBI needs to do is hire me. Be like, do you uh, find this definitely... man attractive? And if yes, like they are a terrorist. That's that's what this is. I was definitely not on the steps uh with my ass cheeks spread going fuck this country. Oh wow. boy. All right. Hey, we're wow. moving on because I uh too specific. Too specific. I don't need Josh. <laughs> I don't need Josh getting arrested and then me being down to no brothers on the show. I actually don't even remember where I was at to be honest. I was probably sitting here playing a video game. Dude, yeah. it was I, I, it was crazy cuz I was at work just watching it all unfold and I was like, "Hey, there's Josh." <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I remember that ass. That's my wow. ass. Literally, literally a plot line from Apple TV's uh, The Morning Show is what you have just described. 
would I, would I like the morning show? Everything, every time I hear would about it, like I'm like, I think I'd like it. Do you, do you, I mean, do you like Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston? I love them. They're both great. Yeah. Then I think you would like it because they're, they're wonderful in it. They're hot in it. I think it's a good show. I think all Apple television programs start to fail in season three. I think it's just a curse. Uh, but it's, I think it's fantastic. If you have Apple TV, I agree with the season three thing. Cause I was thinking the same thing about another show on that, on that service. Um, yeah. Mythic Quest three a lot. I love Mythic oh, Quest. I love it so much. Love Mythic Quest. I wasn't big on season three. three. You know, the, 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 the once a season, uh, episode where they go like back in time was mm-hmm. fantastic in season three. Like it was probably the greatest episode of season three, but the rest of the season was just sort of, the, it did a thing that I don't like that shows do. It's where it's okay. The season two ends and like, there's this big thing that changes how things are going to be in the future. And then season yeah. three happens and you're like, okay, okay, okay. We're, okay. We're building up to something. And they just build up right back to the status quo from before that big yep, thing to reset. And I, I, it's kind of ridiculous because the, the seasons are shorter. So like, why do you need to reset so fast? I'd maybe understand if it was a 22 season episode. I mean, you don't, you don't, but yeah, I need to, I, I need to, I'm going to check out morning show. Uh, I've started, uh, what is it? The, what's the uh, space show that people like the, um, for all mankind, for all mankind. I like it so far. Okay. I hear season three on that one's a little shaky too. There's, I, I, I worry that maybe this, well, you know what? Trying, which was about a couple who is trying to have a baby, um, was had a bad season one, but season three was fantastic. So I, maybe, maybe it's just like, they just can't do three full seasons. I love the sound of that too. Like I love Apple. I'm getting ready to cancel it. So I'm like, ah, I need to like oh. get through these oh. shows before I cancel. Cause I, I'm, or maybe, maybe arcade sinks its teeth into you and you do what the Arnold household has done and you just buy that fucking Apple one package <laughs> and you've got it all, which <laughs> is why arcade is just taunting me. Those bastards. How much is it? I don't know. I <laughs> married an accountant, Josh. I don't look at money. <laughs> he does I, the math. When, so I don't have to. When, well, when we go to, when we go to, then, yeah. when we go to classy European restaurants, he has for me to get the wife menu. Like I don't I don't see prices. That's not how that works in this world. <laughs> I mean but the accountant is okay with it. It can't be that expensive. Yeah, I mean he can't do math, but I, I otherwise oh. I think you know we're we're good as a household. You, you that's, know that's what calculators are for. That's concerning. I do it I do <laughs> it in my head. I do it in my head. I, I hope I do it in my head. I hope it's more for like uh private industries that he's the accountant for and not like bomb pop shops or anything no like that. yeah he he was a he was a um when he worked full-time he was a uh, a forensic auditor so essentially he oh. was there to help find fraud which was more of he was more of columbo than he was like a cpa I'm like just, he would just be like one one more thing where did the children's lunches go and then he would bust somebody i'm still concerned about the accountant who doesn't do math like i'm waiting for him to come in one day be like david I forgot yeah. a zero. <laughs> We're ruined. <laughs> more, more likely than you would think. More likely than you would think that that scenario <laughs> does come up. But it's usually uh, because accountants are so risk averse. It's the other direction. He'll be like, oh, I was doing the budget and I forgot um, that food doesn't cost $10,000. So we now have all this money. Let's go on a cruise or something. Like, it's just wild. It's good things. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, he's I'm so glad. risk averse. Just so risk averse. I'm glad he's a good accountant. And you guys that, are- 
getting ready to go on. That menu thing is real though. Uh just in case you you've, you've never come with with your lady, they will at like old school uh Italian and French places, they will hand a separate menu to the woman and uh it will not have the prices on it. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even know that was a thing. That's it's sexist, but it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> they they <laughs> It's just a kid's menu with crayons. <laughs> Here you go, honey. Jesus. It's essentially what it is. <laughs> it's Color the Barbie princess house. Still have the nuggets. Um, and I will have the fuck can, can, can we get her some more silly juice? <laughs> her sippy. Cu- oh, fuck. Okay, we're moving on. Move on, move on. We're, get us out of get us out of misogyny, would we're, you? We're <laughs> riffing, we're riffing too much. Uh, hey, Josh, you got some yeah. news for us? Read all about it. Latest football scores. Morning paper. Morning star. Paper, Mister. It's time for old news. Yeah, yeah. So let's start out since we're talking about shows. Uh, Fawn's TV show. Um, Obviously, today they uh, showed off some uh, images from the show on Amazon, uh, from Amazon, and uh, Todd Howard basically came out and said, "Yeah, it's going to be canon." So it's taking place. I saw th- this. That's during that's like so Fallout hard, right? Because what, right? what does canon mean yeah. in the Fallout universe? Uh, it just means everything except for seventy uh, six. I jokingly say that is probably because seventy six actually is technically part of it, but. Um, Basically, it's gonna be part of like their their mainstream stuff. So all their like, I mean, I think it said it was like everything except for the the uh, RTS version, right? Is technically lore. I think uh, yeah, everything except for uh, what is it called Fallout Tactics or something is Tactics Tactics, yeah, yeah. Everything except for that is all in the same universe. I like this. I don't, I don't think you have to like do that cute thing where it's like. It's an adaptation, but it's not anywhere mm. in the, like, I think this is them owning it and being like, no, like, even if this is shit, like, this is something taking place. I don't know what the setting is. Have they said what the setting is? Uh, San Francisco. It's following uh, Lucy, who uh, just leaves the vault uh, after some unknown crisis. Uh, and it's based in San Francisco. Okay, I like that. So you'll get some oh, of the Republic of California. Mm-hmm. You'll get. Uh, I, I. It does make me wonder: Are we going to see characters from like New Vegas or characters from Fallout One or Two? Like that, yeah. and that's pretty cool. And they did. He did say that there's actually a couple of things. So what he's seen of it so far, Todd was like, "Oh yeah, there's actually some parts where I'm like, man, I kind of wish we did this uh, for the games." Which just got me interested because I'm like, you never really hear like. We didn't hear anybody uh, from uh, Naughty Dog reach out and go, "Oh yeah, The Last of Us." We wish we, wish we would have done that, or you know what I mean? Because the mm. folks from not well, well, at least Neil Druckmann was on it. Like, hey, this is what we did for that. We're we're doing one for one over here, uh, Craig Mazin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's I'm I'm very interested. Like I I think this is by far like the most I've been excited for an adaptation of a game. I see this, and I see it's it's the complete polar opposite of halo when the halo show was coming out they were trying to distance themselves as far from the source Mm -hmm. material uh Mm. the showrunner famously like didn't want to enter like didn't want to talk to developers didn't want to have any of that this feels more yeah this feels more like them owning like hey yes we are we respect 
and I, and I hate saying that because it makes me sound like I'm like siding with like the crazy fans out there that are like, no, you got to do it this. No, but it sounds like you no. respect the source material. You want to tell your own story, but you also understand that it is within this realm. It is within this world that people like. So you're like, okay, like we're not going to mess with this thing you like over here, but it is going to be. You know, they still have their, their free reign. Like, okay, yeah, we have the some source material we have to keep true to. But as far as like what we want to do with it, it's open for our interpretation. Hmm. And I think that's the way you should go into an adaptation is, yeah. hey, we love you guys. We think this is great over here. We're going to try and do something. We hope you'll love it. Instead I mean, of, I'm going to be, man, I'm gonna, fuck well, Halo, I'm gonna be fuck The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the one thing that with Halo that made me more mad than anything was they immediately went to, oh, we're going to unmask Master Chief. That's the one rule you have to follow. Like, literally, that's the mm-hmm. one rule you can't fuck up and you've somehow fucked that up. Well, yeah. I- Go ahead, David. I, you know, I just, I, I, I wonder about sort of the consistency of all this. Like, will it be like being in the game? I think that some adaptations have done a really good job of matching the tone and tenor, not just the lore. Um, like, I think lore gets a little tricky as well because your version of Fallout was different than my version of Fallout. That's the whole nature of it being an interactive game. But if it's like there's an NCR, that's fine. Like, I'm totally into that, if that's what we're talking about with lore. And then I just wonder how they're going to recreate that quintessential Bethesda experience of me talking to a character and them clipping through six or seven walls uh, in the <laughs> middle of the narrative. I, I just, without that, I can't say this is a Fallout so, TV show. I, so I can't speak at least for the that portion of like, oh, I'm going to be able to, you know, I'm going to glitch my way throughout this whole game and I'm going to, you know, fuck with it. But I do see them like developing these characters that maybe play are those play styles like we got you obviously everybody play you have that one person who likes to be really stealthy and use the mm-hmm. shadows and uh melee weapons like you'll get someone who's like that you'll get the the goody goody two shoes character who wants to do all good and uh wants to fix the world and then you're going to get the one guy who's just like no i just want to watch the world burn and he's gonna, just gonna do whatever he can he's gonna shoot fat uh uh what are the nukes nick the is it uh, fat boys Fat boys. Fat boy. Shoot fat boys left and right, set off a million nuke uh, mines and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm sure we'll get introduced characters who are like bits and pieces of everybody's play style. I think I think they'll lean into like the campy, tongue in cheek goofiness of Fallout yes. to you know make up like I I think of like uh, who's the who's the um, Who's the cross and uh, the cross dressing uh, mutant? I forget her name. Ah, what is oh, her name? Um, Lily, is it, right? Is it Lily from Vegas? New Vegas? Is that New Vegas? Right. I, I okay. Maybe I'm getting Lily and Fox mixed up. But just leaning into like Fox is like this super mutant, but he's like one of the smarter super mutants, if I remember correctly. And um, Fox, yeah, Fox was that. It's all New Vegas and three are all like blended up in this noggin together right now. But yeah, I think if you just lean into the the kookiness of it and but also kind of give us that dreaded terror, like I want to I want to see a death call more than anything. That's the first mm. like Walton Goggins is a ghoul. Cool as hell. Show me Great. a death call. Love it. Show me they, a death call. They also said that uh, we should get an origin story to Vault Boy. Oh, oh, like wow. The, the Vault Boy character. Yes. Wow. I look I you know I'm what I look forward to covering 
I look forward to coming to that on gimmicks where we do a flashback episode where we're at the vault headquarters and it's some like marketing exec who's got a pitch the next day and is like, fuck, what the fuck can I use for this? Um, and it's just a 40 minute drama piece of him like rushing an assignment to the end. That'd be great. We'll cover it. We'll, we'll do that. I look forward to um, everyone being vault boy for Halloween next year. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Did you all steal? Did you all ever watch that um, that short Nuka break? I think it came out back in 2011, maybe, um, which was sort of a fan made creation of like some folks who were uh, in the wasteland and they were trying to find I don't know water or something. It was just a fun little like fan made, but it was pretty pretty well done, pretty high quality. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. pretty good. Zach Frenfrock was the sort of creative eye on that. And he was, uh, I don't know, he was kind of in the spotlight for a while because of it, because it was really well done. I, I mean, they did like the Vats thing, which I don't think you can do in a more prestige television uh, thing. Like, I, I hope that, that, uh, that I actually hope we pass on for uh, this Amazon series. I hope that at one point <laughs> in time, someone doesn't just pause the movie and like start looking at somebody's arm and be like, I could hit this with 56% accuracy. They they do uh they not rad X but they do one of the drugs and then they mm, get that it, it's a one time like Walton Goggins does it as a joke one time and then like it maybe maybe it becomes a thing later on but I yeah like lean to lean into the goofiness of it I could see a scene like okay. that I could out. I could see him doing like the jet where everything slows down and then that's we get like the uh, jet is what it is what's the um Robert Downey Jr. Um, Sherlock Holmes, where he does like he thinks it's all slow mode. And he thinks about what he's going to do each step. That's what we're going to get something like that, but it's going to be in the follow-up style. Wow, I think I think you it'll all come down to tone. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. I, I think it'll be fun. It looks yeah. it looks like Fallout. It does have a very bleak look, and I do like that. Hey, if Twisted Metal can pull it off, so can this. Josh, what else we got? Yeah, moving on. Uh, Lilo Company has passed Resident Evil 4 Remake to become 2023's best Steam game. Wow. Uh, so are you both never, aware? Never of heard of Evil? this. <laughs> so, nope. okay. So, Phasmophobia, basically. Yes. Where uh, you're not hunting a ghost. You're actually going in to a planet or into a, like a big building and essentially you're just trying to gather shit that you can sell for this company before the monster gets you okay and the concept is uh, three people i kind of don't know what the max is but for sure three people go into the building one person stays outside and that one person operates each door for you while See, the monster's chasing you I, what did did like a big streamer play this or something like this came out of nowhere what it... i don't know exactly what made it so popular i think i the first time i heard of it was when uh, our brother matt reached out to us and said you guys need to play this but at some point before that someone big had to have played it uh it even says in here that it's it's a popular title among streamers right now but it doesn't specifically say like who brought it forward like there has to be somebody big who actually like showed it and it just picked up traction from there i'm just always a little suspicious when like this little itty bitty tiny game like just takes off like i was yeah. I, I was suspicious of among us but then like we were all locked away so i'm like okay this is fine among us is like oh, a year special, and a half special circumstance yeah. yeah but this i'm like who owns this? Who like I want to do the I want to get out my red string and start to connect the dots and find out who owns this. 
You think this is like a Halliburton thing? You think you're being like brought in? This is this is like deep. I think I, I think this is at least three levels deep. Three levels. Okay. <laughs> three. Levels deep. Three. Just three. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know what to is, say. Have you then. have you played it? Is it good? I have not, but I keep seeing videos on it, and I kind of okay. want to play it. But it's definitely right. it's definitely one of those games where with Phasmophobia, I didn't play with much randos. I don't trust random people. No, uh, I can't even trust my own uh, brothers and friends when I'm in there, especially when I'm doing it in VR. It's true, which is <laughs> ten times more terrifying. Wait, is this a VR game? Uh, no, not this one. I was talking about oh, Phasmophobia. God. Like, I Terrified I did Phasmophobia thing. in VR, and the one credit I will give VR that or that like uh, mouse keyboard doesn't have is I could hold two objects in my hand at the same time and have two more objects in my holsters where you can only have the one object in your hand and two items in your holster. So like it was beneficial to that, but at the same time to have the ghost come out of fucking nowhere or do you hit yeah, locked into, into a room? Yeah. I was like, not interested this. in that. No, yeah. not interested in that at all. So I can't trust them in that. Why am I going to trust a random in this? I this will looks check. fascinating. I don't know that I would play this. It looks too scary. I mean, this looks for too 10, scary. Everything's like too $10. scary. dollars. And the monsters aren't like super terrifying. It's, I mean, you can see how, I mean, literally what you're seeing there is the graphics of the game. It's not like it's going to be like the, the most terrifying thing you've ever seen in your life. I think it's more of just like the thrill that comes from it. Yo, mm. don't knock the graphics, Josh. Resident Evil was scary back in the day, okay? See, I, that's not... the thing. Music does a lot of that work, though, in, mm. in the Resident yeah. Evil, I will say. Mm-hmm. Sound, sound design was so on point because there were moments that I was terrified and I was like looking in a cabinet. And I remember being like, I have to put this down. The cabinet is too scary. <laughs> <laughs> Some fucking dogs are going to appear out of nowhere. I have to and pause this and leave honest. the room. <laughs> There's something beautifully haunting about walking to the dining room and hearing the, the grandfather clock ticking or even honestly going into the piano room and playing uh, Moonlight Sonata. Not if you're Chris, you can't play that panel for shit. No, you listen to Rebecca fail like 30 times, walk out of the room, walk back in, and she's like, oh, while you were gone for three seconds, I remembered how to play. <laughs> That's, how, That's it how it works, actually. That's how yes, it works. Come on. Exactly just, how don't, works. just don't look at me right now, and I can, I can do it. Yeah. What else we got, Josh? Yeah, moving on. Zooey's uh, off out of control. Um, I mean, I changed the title, but there's two things I don't know if you guys have seen or heard. Uh, first one being um, somebody at Ubisoft fucked up and accidentally released info for uh, Beyond Good and Evil's uh, remaster or uh, yeah remaster. Uh, basically, since it happened, they re- released another tweet, basically like, "Oh hey, sorry, someone had a uh, accident." <laughs> uh, so here's this and any video content. So they actually had a 30 minute gameplay video of it on wow. YouTube. Wow they has since then been removed and they are working hard to go after anybody who reposted basically, or has a post somewhere else. Like they are hardcore, like, no, you shouldn't have this. And it's like, okay, why are you making that such a yeah, big deal? I mean, I get like, yeah, someone fucked up, but like everybody else owns it. It's just like, yeah, guys, it's happening here. You go get excited. But seriously. the fact that you're not wanting people to know about it, like that's, that's kind of worrisome. Yeah, so uh, I think he buried the lead a little bit. They it looks like they accidentally released the game, so some people had a copy. Oh of yeah, the game. sorry, I forgot to mention that. Some people actually actually had the game. Um, <laughs> That's a big wow. deal. That's a big yeah. deal. That part is. Um, and then before that, uh, Ubisoft. Uh, so uh, people were playing the newest Assassin's Creed, 
and they actually started getting pop-ups for uh, ads. And Ubisoft was like, oh, that was actually a glitch. We fixed that. It's like Ubisoft. Weren't they, these were like loading screens, right? I remember yeah. seeing this. Yeah. yeah. It's like Ubisoft. Yeah. That is not a glitch. You motherfuckers are putting in ad game or ads in games. You're working on that. Yeah. And not like not like ads in games where you're driving around a track in Forza and you see like an advertisement for a different video game. Like no, like no. Assassin's Creed, you're not walking around. I don't even know where the most recent Assassin's Creed is. No, um, but you're not walking around ancient blank and bumping into like you should buy good and evil uh like the, this you're is, running into this pepsi man tells you to buy a pepsi <laughs> i mean i would kill him so yes oh, yeah. uh, that would I, be if awesome I could, if i could kill a pepsi man yeah i'm gonna go right behind him shove my little wrist hidden blade into his uh yeah abdomen and then walk away if you want i haven't played i haven't i haven't played one of those assassin creed games in a while are we still bouncing back to the present because you're an ancestor of these people because you could you could put an ad there that would be fine yeah you can put him put him in an abandoned mall and when you come out like one of the kiosks is like still running for some reason and oh hey rainbow six has a new skin cool yeah yeah desmond desmond's a gamer i i could get into that but that's his (laughs) name right Desmond's been dead for a hot minute (laughs) girl i don't know (laughs) he's spoiled Spoiler wow. for uh, a, I think it's now twelve years old, maybe longer, uh, older. Uh, might be, might be kissing, might be kissing like fifteen. Like just these games are ancient. I, I, um, I mean, I don't even know what they're doing. But last time I remember, like with Black Flag, it was you were in a, a new employee, and your task was to jump into this, uh, into this person's like ancestry stuff, and basically play as their ancestor. And it's like, I think okay. that's one of those. I that's one of those things that like the concept is so brilliant in the first game, and then you're like, oh, this game did so well, so we want to keep going. And you're like, this we just can't drag out these ancestors things because we've already set up the scarcity of this. How can you make seven more games with this concept well, going? Not only on? that, but you killed the guy who were like we're following his ancestors, and it's like, yeah, but he had a baby, or I don't know. I not don't that, he, know that to be he true, was... so don't follow up with me. Desmond was, I mean, Desmond was, Desmond was, it was as interesting as a, a washcloth. Like, yeah, he didn't well, know what's going on. That we only but spent like five minutes total with him through each game. It, it naturally felt like the game was, the series was heading towards like, okay, now we're going to set this in the future, which mm. just fucking do it. Do like a fast moving assassins. Yeah. It's cyberpunk. Like you're, you can still scale the buildings, but you're doing it at a much faster rate. There's flying cars that you're jumping across. Oh my god, I'm talking myself into this game. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. It's and, and this is not to like make like just try to bring it down in any way, shape, or form. But it's Batman. Mm. Is rock, uh, not rock star. Jesus, rock steady. Rock steady's Batman. That is, I mean, let's be honest. That essentially mm. you got the grappling hook, you got fast movements, you've got gliding, which is very you know it's easily easy thing to do. It's it's all there. No, I want a Batman Beyond game. I do too. I still want a Batman Beyond. That'd be so cool. Josh, what do we got next? Uh, yeah, moving down the list. Uh, Bethesda. Oh my um, gosh, I saw this. Yeah, Bethesda, right there with Ubisoft. Um, essentially, they're going through all the Steam reviews right now. Anybody who who basically gave it like a negative review, and basically just saying like, "Well, I'm no. sorry that you thought the game was boring, but you know, when when we went to the moon." Uh, there was nothing there, and no. we we're trying to replicate that. It's like, no, 
who who was hired to do this what did they put out a call and was like hey have you gotten dumped by someone but you never got over it and had all these reasons why they shouldn't have dumped you we need to hire you here at bethesda (laughs) to respond to critiques about our game because this reads to me like somebody who got a dear john letter and was like no babe you don't understand like you doing my laundry is awesome like you should that should fulfill you like don't you want a man like me you're wrong not not me I wish I wish a publisher or a developer had the gall to like go through all their negative reviews and just respond with a, "fuck you." Yes. <laughs> just go through well, each and just n- nothing else. Just just an unsolicited "fuck you," because I, I think that'd be that'd be more honorable. That'd be something everyone would be like, you know what? I kind of respect it. <laughs> I mean, it's it's Wendy's social media guy. Ever since that happened, all these other social media is trying to be like him, and it's like, no, you you can't be him. Oh no, this isn't this isn't window this windy social media. At least at one point was clever, and that as played out as that is, this is just like, no, listen, hey, look, guy. That's like this is the equivalent of that. Like you're trying to be like, oh well, just because you come up with these witty comments, like it's a it's a uh, desolate game and there's nothing going on because all these planets are boring and empty. Like what did you expect? Like we we went to the moon and did that too. This person, like, no, this person, life. from what the, from the few that I've read, this person isn't being witty. This person is being no, no, genuine. They're, they're, this is yeah, oh no, like, this genuine. is this is yeah. ChatGPT, right? Yeah, like, like, yeah. Chat yeah. GPT. yeah, Okay, great. They've got I, some I thought AI I was the only one that vibe. pulling yeah. quotes. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, what would Todd Howard say about this game? Yeah. Write a response like you are Todd Howard. And then it was too insane, so they couldn't use it. So they they said, like, okay, write it like you're a different version of Todd Howard from a ver- from a universe where he, you know, was a little bit cooler. That'd be good. It was pulling all the <laughs> fucked up shit Todd Howard says in private emails. And they're like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. This no, no. shit he says in public. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, it's very just, it's, I, why? I think, the, I think the biggest thing here is just, like, the the draw like more this year than any other year like the power of steam and just like the thirstiness of developers and publishers on steam to like oh hey we need people to wish list us here oh hey we yeah. need to if we have if we're oh no we have a mixed review we oh no like our recent reviews are mixed we need to go figure out what's going on here yeah. uh like the number of times I'm listening to another podcast or I'm reading something about a game and people bring up like, Oh, this game only has 200 steam reviews. It's kind of crazy how much, like how much everything is going through steam. And this is what I, this is what I'm saying, Josh, whenever I'm telling people like, you know, you can maybe go download Alan Wake two on uh, the Epic game store. This is the kind of shit I'm saying because there's an overdependence on steam. And yeah. now we've got chat GPT Howard over here. I well, and that. Sorry, the game de- the game dev community is just uh, any new developer is like pee in their pants about all this shit. How many wish lists do I have? What does this mean? Because they they're trying to turn art that they've created into into the world and get it to be seen by people, and it's so hard to do when Steam's got this stranglehold, and you've got companies like Bethesda who are trying to like capitalize on their profit when you know what what made Fallout good was that fallout was a good game mm-hmm. uh what made skyrim so popular is that you wouldn't stop releasing it for shit like you can play it on your toaster like that mm-hmm. like having good games that are accessible to people is what makes commercial success but 
you get somebody with an no offense to anyone listening with an MBA, but you get somebody with an MBA in here and they go numbers go up. That's what I'm here to like look at are these cute little graphs and this is how you make the graph perform. And and they look at the one spot and to go back to like the indies, like how many steam next fest do we need every year? Because oh the companies, the companies all, how many do we have? Do we have three or four years? It like it's quarterly at this point. And it's, it's yeah. kind of drives me crazy every time it comes up, but to listen to devs talk about it, like they're pushing the whistles because then like, Oh, Hey, cause then they can go out and pitch to publishers and be like, Hey, yep. more money. Look, we just got a hundred thousand wish lists in a week. And it's, it's a more of a vicious uh, pre-order. Like back in the day, pre-orders actually meant something. Yeah, nowadays, that's right. no one wants to pre-order because let's be honest, we, there's no benefit to it. And when you pre-order and the game ends up being shit, you're more pissed. Like I, I can't tell you the last time I pre-ordered a game. I, that's, it's been so long because I feel like every time a pre-order came out, I was disappointed by the game. I mm-hmm. think the, like the last mm-hmm. game I actually a hundred percent pre-ordered was Final Fantasy VII Remake, and before that, I think it was Watch Dogs. I, I don't think I've pre-ordered in a while. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, I'm like, trying to remember. Like, I remember, like, okay, if you pre-order through Target, you get this skin or whatever. If you yeah. pre-order at GameStop, you get this extra gun. If you, like, the Pre-orders meant something. You're like, okay, well, who am I going to pre-order from? We're now, pre-orders are shit. You don't get anything from them. And, yeah. and even then, like I said, if the game ends up being terrible, you you're out that seventy dollars, which is not a new thing. Games have been, you know, they were obviously a majority of them were sixty, but at one point there were a few games that were actually seventy dollars back in the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is why I say just play everything on Game Pass. Just play, but, play it all on Game Pass. But then, then it comes back to your. We, How do you get on Game Pass? Like, yeah. I will admit that's one thing Microsoft admitted that they're trying to get the Game Pass in front of every single screen. That's why they're pushing it on trying to get Nintendo to do it. That's why they're trying to get playstation to do it like they're doing whatever they can to get in front of every screen that is smart in my opinion if you have if you give me that kind of access then yes i agree 100 that i want it the capitalists but, <laughs> but they want it on every screen of, <laughs> in the sense of steam and epic and uh was it gog i think is the other one that has like their own platform yeah like they keep it strictly to those like if you were to go branch out and say well you can play all your steam games on an xbox you can play all your steam games on a switch I'd be like, fuck yeah, let's do that. But they, they just don't. That's my problem. Microsoft is at least willing to be like, yeah, you can play it anywhere. As, as long as we can get permission and it works, yeah, we're going to put it on everything. That's all, that's all it, I've got. That's all I've got. That's all I got, too. I, I can't, I can't <laughs> top that. I, I, it's, it's monolithic. And I, I just wonder, you know, uh, video game art is probably – one of the areas of art in which we need to explore the way in which public investment is made. It's um, I think it's going to remain difficult because it's so stuck in a corporate environment, even for like incredibly indie developers to be successful that I eventually we're going to need some other avenues to get this in front of people. So that really weird, unique, cool new ideas can surface. Uh, I I think otherwise we're going to have a huge stagnation in the field of video games. Everyone I, just I play th- game jams. Just do the game jams, everybody. Just game jams. Just yeah. Game jams. I just feel that at this rate, it's going to be AAA companies are basically going to start going under. Indie developers are going to find new innovative ways to get things out, and they're going to dominate and become the new AAAs. And honestly, I feel like as a consumer, we're going to have to learn to not nitpick everything. Like this year, especially, it feels like all these games that were anticipated to be game of the year are currently have game of the year. 
for, they were like really hot for like the first week or two that they were out. And they and sort then of studied, people, yeah. Yeah, and then people start coming out and like, oh, Spider-Man 2. Well, if I look at all these windows, there's a lot of copy and paste. Okay, well that's yeah. such a very okay. Well, let's let's detail. go back. To, let's go back to the PS One Spider Man. Like, calm your yeah. calm your tits here. Like, like come yeah, on. The, the internet is just yeah. Everyone the the, the, the the universal praise the first week and then the the after and then that I mean that's everywhere. That's not just games. Yeah. The the but contrarian no, opinions come out a week or later. Like it mm. just seems like this year especially. Like I've seen more of it now than ever, and it's like I get that you want your games to be so detailed, but at the same time. I'm not going near the fruit stand to stare at the fruit and go, oh, well, that's missing like three pixels per Man. fruit. Like, I don't give a shit. A fruit stand with no bananas? Going, what the fuck? Fucking... They yeah, reused like... the same fruit stand guy from the first game? This is fucking yeah. trash. Bullshit. Like, you Get these are, politics out of my video games. Just because Call of Duty is 250 gigabytes does not mean every other game has to be in there. I mean, and let's right. be honest. The only reason theirs is 250 gigabytes it's because they don't know how to develop shit. They're so they're so hardcore into the copy and paste. I'm gonna That's get Josh off. Josh, I'm getting you. Josh, I'm taking you off your soapbox. You're off. You're off. Okay. Everyone's I'm off. I'm off. no one's playing video games anymore. They're all gonna be doing puzzles a year from now. Yes. What, oh what, what's next? They'll go back to the. They'll go back to the coloring books. The adult coloring well, books. Those are. Fun but to, to not not to take us back onto the topic, but I do wonder <laughs> how far off we are from David Zaslav keynoting some conference that like Todd Howard and people are at where they start to say like, oh, you know what we should do is we should actually pull shit that we were planning on releasing because that's the way to make more money, that there's tax <laughs> loopholes and shit that are designed <laughs> to actually keep art out of the hands of the public, and that's the way to go. I I, I think that Ooh, if I were going to make a 2024 prediction, it's that that shit from, that we've been seeing happen in the streaming world is going to come into gaming, and we're not ready for that. We're going to be pissed about it. Yeah. Do you see that he called himself courageous for what he was doing? <laughs> Man, and I, I do not say this with, with malice in my heart, but the world would be better without some people, and this is one of them. True. <laughs> Go away. Josh, what's next? Uh, Dave the Diver, an indie game. I believe this is... Uh, David, this is your cup of tea. Let's see, let's see what yeah. you got. You know, so first of all, I love Dave the Diver because Dave is my ideal man uh, in that he wears skin-tight clothes and is chubby. Um, but the controversy that came out over this was that uh, Dave the Diver, which is developed by a small team at a large company, received nods as a independent, best independent game. And uh, I thought this was this was just like a fascinating piece of news because it really reflects where media critique has been for like small independent movies and how that was viewed. Like what makes independent? Is it the style, which is what the nominating committee is considering here? Because Dave the Diver, Diver has a very, very, very high res pixel art feel, but it is still pixel art. Is that an indie game, even though it's made by a team at a giant company uh, or does indie mean that you're concerned ape and you developed the game all by yourself from start to finish music, art, uh, programming, everything. And I just thought like, this is kind of exciting. Uh, and I would love talking about Dave, the diver because it gives me a chance to look at Dave some more. It's, it's, it's tricky because yeah, indie, like they're doing it from their own pocket, which tech, I mean, technically, but at the same time, like you think independent, you think, oh, 
grassroots. They pulled their bootstraps up and made right. it. Thing. So <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like, mm, I I go on the side of it not being an indie, just out of respect to other yeah. smaller games. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. I mean. But the idea of like what makes an independent independent is not new to us. We've it's been part of politics for forever. Like, do you really call someone who is part of a system an independent? Like, is that what that is? Um, because to be system is to be aligned. Or if, if you made all your money because you screw over people, like, aren't isn't that sort of what you're aligned to? Uh, and I just I don't know. There, like me as an independent developer, which is just a hobby, is it would be so weird for me to me to see my name next to something like this where uh sure you might have a little bit of skin in the game but your safety net was so secure and taught up by this megacorp and that's where all of your publishing you know money is going I, I don't know it's just it's weird to see it there i'd love for it to get its due but just as like a good game not as an independent game of the year agreed yeah, I think the the because this was voted on. I guess these were the judges for the game awards, who are a, a mixed bag of journalists around the industry, and maybe some developers, uh, you know, putting this up there. So maybe they considered it indie. Yeah, it's like you said, like maybe they considered it indie, or they just didn't care, and they're like, yeah, Dave the Diver nominated because Jeff Keeley, <laughs> him him coming out, he basically came out and said uh, it was the judges. <laughs> <laughs> but but he also and you know came... what you know what i worked with volunteers and i blamed volunteers for things all the time even when i had done them i was like oh the volunteer committee voted on that i, I suppose but he but he also came out and says like, well you know like the definition of indie is going to be different for everybody and i blame the judges <laughs> yeah the, the most jeff Keeley answer it's a great game i enjoy hey look at it. there's jeff himself look at him uh um, stop Get him, get him off my screen. Get him, get him, get him out of here. Get him out of here. Uh, hey, they're beefing up security too, by the way. So no, uh, no uh, GTA guys or whatever. Uh, you know, Aww. and that is a that is a tough category because honestly, my heart, my heart, my heart says Dave the Diver or Dredge. Dredge was great too, but also like I don't think about Dredge as indie. What, who, so, okay, yeah, Team 7, oh, fuck, and Annapurna, they're not, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Ah, ah. Yeah, I, I think the only thing on here that's, like, truly indie, indie, like, I'd never fucking heard of this before was Sea of Stars, like, yeah. this Sabotage Studio, like, I that came out of, I think that's that's just a couple people. Well, they went by um, default then. <laughs> it was, and it, Sea of Stars is fine, Sea of Stars is fine, and I don't need Chrono Trigger heads coming after me, it, it was fine, it was good, it was okay. Chain Deckers but, was like, better. Go check it out. Yeah. Oh, shit. oh my god. Well, and <laughs> Dredge was—I mean, Dredge was great. Dave the Diver is more my speed than Dredge, but um, just because I like a little hug, and Dredge was a little bit of a scary hug, and I didn't need that. <laughs> it's yeah. Dredge was one of those games I still need to go back and play because it's got DLC now too. Cocoon. Ooh. I don't know. Like, I think it, I think people within people who game, people who know games, and like know the limbo and inside part of it are like yeah cocoon is cool da, 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 da. i think dave the diver has kind of reached concerned ape levels where it's like mm. people know like people who i know who don't game at all know dave the no diver. dave the yeah. diver but it's because dave is so cute you should you should have video game characters that look a little bit more like gamers that's what i'm saying 
I, I like uh, I like Dave's friend, the one that makes the guns for him. He he was just oh. such an anime dork. I loved him. <laughs> he was doing it all for his girl, and I love that. I love I love having a person in your life. It's such a weird game. All those boss fights. Oh such my a gosh. Weird game. Such, such a weird game. game. I I, I love it so game. much. I I kind there's part of me. It's like I kind of want it to win. <laughs> <laughs> Just to get its, just get its flowers. Maybe that's what you need. Is you need like a mid category of like you're not, you're not triple A. You're not everything to the wall, but you're not, you're not just a guy in a basement or in a garage. You're a good game. Just, just yeah. the good game award, kind of like the, the good, good game award, kind of like the good boy award, like the man's best friend type award, like the hey, this is the game you can count on from this year to be there for you when you need it after having a bad day or you just want to, you just need some distraction. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Good boy award. Great, great category. <laughs> oh, okay. At least give, at least do like character awards, like best new character, Dave the Diver. Yeah. Something like that. That's a very MTV movie awards version of this. I like yeah, that. Or I, Teen I, Choice. I, I, hey, hey, everything old Spices is new. Everything up. I mean, I'd, but, be, I'd be okay with those new categories over like the, the top streamer or uh, content creator uh, all that stuff. Like I don't mm. give two shits about all that. Who who cares? Wow, literally on a podcast that is content creation, and you're shitting on us. But that's yeah, fine. I, what, fine that's whatever. Just it. Like wow. Do you uh, tell me, name one person on that list that you know? That's that's fair. That's fair. I but I but I don't. I've watched now like three <laughs> streams in my life. I don't get. I actually get a lot of anxiety opening Twitch. Because as soon as you enter the person who's playing a video game, which to me requires at least 80% of your cognitive capacity, is like, oh, hi, Dimuma. Thanks for logging in. Don't acknowledge me. I, I like it, Imagine going watch. to live That's... Imagine going to live theater and someone being like, oh, my God, Josh, so good to see you. That's... Nick, please, here's your seat. That's really weird that they acknowledged you. Because I think like the, the unspoken rule is to not acknowledge somebody entering your chat. Unless, unless you chatted. Unless you said, hey, what are we doing? And then they responded to you in the chat. But if you just yeah. came in there and they're like, dude, what's up? Yeah. It's, That's, it scared me. Is that yeah, what they I was, did? I was scared away. Yes. Jeez, I was scared yeah, away. Yeah, you don't do yeah. You do not do you that. Do that. that was they were also what, playing Fortnite, and I don't know what Fortnite. I, I, I have trouble watching it because I get so anxious. Uh, I could never play this game. I can teach you. I'll teach you. It, will I, you teach me? Thank you. you. I'm sorry. I was I'll scrolling the show notes and I didn't realize you put a picture of Lily or Daisy in here and it scared the shit out of me. All right. I, <laughs> I, didn't, mean to, I didn't mean to frighten you, but I thought, is this who you meant? Because this is Lily. She she made me jump. Yeah. <laughs> very beautiful. Very, very beautiful. That's my, that's my babe right there, Lily. Beautiful. The, the, kind, the kind of super mutant you take home to see mom. Mm. <laughs> oh, she's so great. Josh, you got a meme for us? Me time. Yeah, I sure do. Um, next to nipples on the screen. Uh, it is the good old Tom and Jerry meme of Spike and Tom sword fighting. Um, Spike is Bethesda and Tom is Ubisoft, and they're fighting over who is the like the top shitty company. And it's then got Jerry on the bottom with his little smiley face, uh, and it's me knowing that they both are because this week more than anything has shown me that. Just because you're a AAA company and you have these wonderful universes that we all love and want to be a part of and play other games, they're assholes. Like AAA companies have, have honestly, they just don't care about it. To me, at least, they don't. I feel like they just don't care about the consumer. It's 
oh, you'd had a bad experience. That sucks. Anyway. Yeah. If this meme has taught me anything, it's that that dog's name is Spike. Yes. Actually, <laughs> this meme teaches, <laughs> teaches me anything. Is why is Jerry so high in this in this picture? Is that what you're getting out of this too? Like, yes, I always thought he was high in this picture. It's high as high. He ate some moldy blue cheese. He can't help himself. Oh my gosh, he's just in, he's he's gone. <laughs> R.I.P. Jerry. That is blazed. <laughs> Jerry's like See but what time. If, but what if the dog and the cat don't have to fight, man? <laughs> Jerry, you're stoned. Hey, so uh, last bit of uh, stuff here. Uh, in the very first, uh, Josh, it was the very first episode of the year, wasn't it? Yes. In the very first episode of the year, uh, the bros all gave what their most anticipated game of the year was. So we thought it'd be fun to reflect on that and see how those games turned out for each of us. We also had some resolutions that we all gave out. We're going to see how we're doing with those. Uh, I... <laughs> I almost called you uh, Dave the Diver. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. It would be such an honor. What is wrong such with an me? honor. David, <laughs> if you have anything you'd like to add to these as we go through, by I will. All, uh, by, I totally will. I'm ready means. to judge you. Yeah. Uh, yes, please. So most anticipated games, we'll go through these one at a time. Josh had two. He cheated. Uh, Josh's know. most anticipated games of the year were Spider-Man 2 and the RE4 remake. Josh, how did those turn out? Uh, so RE4 Remake uh, definitely was really good, actually. I enjoyed it. Um, DLC, I haven't played it yet, but I keep seeing wonderful things about it. The game in general has been really good. So like, it, it made it, it, it was worth the anticipation. Spider-Man 2, on the other hand, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm probably going to get uh, murdered. I haven't picked it up in a hot minute. Oh, but I, I think mainly because I've been so busy. But I don't anticipate me finishing it before the end of the year. And honestly, it'll probably be a game I end up circling back to. I'm not saying that it's bad. Mm. I just feel like it was there's a bunch of hash and repeat to what they did with the first one. Mm -hmm. And what little they add, uh, they added to this. It, it, to me, it was just, okay, we're going to throw in Venom. We're going to throw mm. in two Spider-Men. And that was really it. That's all I really got from it. Josh was on so Kotaku yeah. in action complaining about, they made Mary Jane ugly in this one. Ah! Oh they they made the one death girl your girlfriend. Oh, um, yeah, I forgot know, they did that. I, I, I have not played Spider-Man 2 yet, but the people in my life who are Spider-Man heads uh, and have a Spider-Man podcast have really spoken very highly of this. And so that's the only opinion that I, I really have in my life. This will definitely be a game that I play through because I love this fucking shit. I love going and finding little collectibles. Mm -hmm. But I think to your point, Josh, like that, there's a requirement for that to have time and space in your life. And I wonder if this was released at the right time of year for people to have that time and space in their lives. So I feel like for, for those who maybe don't have a, as hectic of a life or, uh, you know lifestyle as far as towards the end of the year it's perfect it's definitely that good holiday game to like get it with your new console if you don't already have it and just be able to relax play it and enjoy it perfect but for someone like i mean i'm gonna say us you know we're all working our jobs we all do you know podcasts on the side or we have our own little sign gigs i have a very limited time and 
I'm still going back and playing games that released at the beginning of this year. I still have, I yeah. have, I've got Dead Space that I'm trying to finish up. I have, I still need to go back and finish Final Fantasy 16. I mean, mm, do you? my list keeps growing. And I like I just keep hopping. I'm not able to finish it because I'm like, oh, I got to get on to the next big thing or I want to play this because I've been looking forward to this for so many years. Yeah. I think the other thing that hurt Spider-Man 2 is that it released the same day as Super Mario Wonder. Mm-hmm. And they had an opportunity to pull a Barbieheimer and call it Sim... What did I... I came up with this. Pachydermbiote. And they didn't do that. And that's a miss. That's a miss on them. And I put that out in the world for free. So you could have taken that Nintendo slash Sony. You fucked up. Neither, neither one of them should've, wanted to hop on that train. Should have boosted that. You should have boosted yeah. that because it was the same fucking thing. It was A-Bomb and Hot Girl in Pink. And th- those were the two games that were being released. Yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I'm, I'm more disappointed in the fact that it's not that it's a bad game. It's just there's just not enough time in the world. And they expect you to yeah. put so much time into it. Like, I'm looking at my stacks of beautiful physical copies. And I have just as an example they actually do examples oh god they're still right they're still in their plastic still in their plastic of horizon forbidden yeah. west and last of us part two just yeah. so what i'm hearing here is that spider-man 2 doesn't suck you suck sir you I suck <laughs> i i think that if it was if it was more how can I say this? Save it for Kotaku in action, sir. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna save it for all the Reddit people. You know, it's 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 not that it's a bad game, it's just that I enjoyed RE4 to the point where I'm even now still playing it. I've beaten it several times now. I enjoyed yeah. Resident Evil 4. Spider-Man 2, it's not that it's bad, it's just there's so much there, and it's not as linear. Well, and I think that's why Miles and, Morales, when it came out three years ago, really hit because it was yes, a nice yeah. little. It was a mm, bite. Perfect. It, it mm, wasn't yeah, like a big perfect. thing of Oreos. It was like that little personal pack of Oreos that you you get in, it was you perfect. get out, you you're mm. done. You get a nice little story, and it still looks good. It's still New York. It's still New York. Yeah. Yeah, you're still swinging around. And the other thing I'll say, because I hope that somebody right now is playing Spider-Man 2 while listening to this podcast, is that it's like a warm blanket. You don't wear a warm blanket in July. You need a warm blanket at the right time, and it's it's to you do the story stuff, and then you like swing around the fucking town, you collect backpacks or whatever shit, you listen to podcasts. And so I hope that you get to that point, uh, Josh. And you know what? Herbot, uh, uh, Horizon Forbidden West is the same fucking game. Mm-hmm. So the reason that that's still in plastic is because it's the same thing, except you don't swing on webs. It, it is. And I, The Last I, of Us I Part 1 and 2 is also the same thing. Yeah, Josh, I, don't yeah. know, I don't know if you know Sony, but that girl's got a type. <laughs> that's she, fair. Does. she does. She does. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's um, true. Well, that, that, that was my anticipations. Um, we'll go ahead and move on to Jake. Uh, Jake picked Street Fighter Six. Jake, what do you? I think great choice. I, it was a great choice. So I I ended up playing Street Fighter Six. I don't know if Jake got much time with it. That game is oozing with style. I don't know shit about playing fighting games. I would get my ass handed playing online, but I was still having fun. They have the and I'm I'm forgetting the different names of the control schemes, but there was the one where you didn't have to remember the combos. It was yep. like, you don't have to remember the combos. You just need to know when you use them. And I really liked that aspect of it. I thought it was something that streamlined it for idiots like me. And if it wasn't just on my PS4 right now across the room unplugged, I'd be playing it all the time. Hell, I might just plug it into the video card and play it on here more often or something. Yeah. 
but I think Street Fighter Six was the best fighting game of the year. And I still have that memory, Nick, of you telling me the 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 sequence they had for uh, oh when versus... yeah when the people come out and there's the little rap vignette of the yeah yeah and the, like it's like two bars and then they do the face off and i just remember being like oh when they play that at evo that's gonna pop off and you know we didn't get to we didn't get to watch any of evo so i don't know if that was like really popular with everyone or not but i'm sure it was do you have a sense on who jake mained you know i think jake would jake likes characters with reach who's the stretchy guy i forget his name who is the stretchy guy in Street Fighter? Oh, that is, um... I I would think him or the uh, the uh, who is the Dalsim, yes. Him or uh, the big guy Bison? Is it not Bison? The uh, the big hairy guy? Uh, Zangief, one Zangief. true boyfriend, Zangief. Zangief. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't noticed, they released a new costume pack, and Zangief is wearing a gorgeous vest and reading a book and having tea and this art is everything i needed uh in my world well now i need to see it i did not i kind of want to see it now zhang does he still have the hair popping out of the the chest oh no this is this is a more modest zengi so is it more like a uh i forget it's not an ascot but the um I'm, i'm thinking like a almost like a castlevania like a dracula yeah, like a, a the poof coming out a little bit of the chest with a vest uh, on no the the vest is with a tie and and all the way oh. to the top i'm only okay. finding a drawing of it now uh in my history which uh is telling uh <laughs> but i will i will throw i will throw that into the show notes just so you yes, get a please. sense of, I... I don't believe that uh, i know that it has been rendered um no, I'm very curious now. Like I... But this is what this is what we're talking about here with with our man. Um, oh, okay, oh, that's I can great. dig that. I love that. I can dig that. Yeah. What a man. Yeah, that's hot. Yeah. What what a, what man. a man. I like the watch. What a man. I like the. You know what, he... what, what I don't know what the little chain is that's hanging off. Uh, that would be a pocket watch. So pocket he's got watch? a watch and a pocket watch. Like this, this guy's just everything. You know what this kind of gives me uh, man, vibes of. Man. Does it give you uh, vibes of see me after class and then it turns into a pornography? Because that's the vibes I'm getting. Yes. I'm getting very much a full metal alchemist, uh oh, not general yeah. Armstrong, but the the brother. Is it yeah, the, yeah, Sergeant I see that. Armstrong? Yeah, I that's some kind of getting into this. I'm like, okay, and I dig I dig deck too. I thought I was I thought he was hot too. So I'm like, yeah, I'm digging this. Like this is the kind of man I want to manhandle me. Yeah. That that being said, Street Fighter for me will always be about Chun Li, uh, and I want to make sure bisexuals know that they are heard and seen in this world. Uh, Chun Li is gorgeous, and um, um, Chun Li, and then Cami, Cami's uh, oh, Cammy. up there. Oh, Cami! Mm. I remember Cammy. people. I remember people were really concerned about Cami not having her original costume, but I will say it's in there. Uh, and both of Cami's costumes are great. I don't know if she has any new ones that have come out, but I think yeah. she has, but yeah, I don't, I don't understand why people made a big deal about it. Cause it's like, she's hot either way. Why do you care? hundred percent. hundred percent. Josh, it's Gordon. Kotaku in action. Forget about Dude, it. I don't need rule 34 for street fighter. Okay. I got the, that. It's, shit it's all right blast. there. It's, yeah. Those, those fuckers are command yeah. grabbing each other all over the place. Like I don't even need you to do art for me. Josh, don't I, be, we've got mods for, did, did we ever talk about that moment in the show where they they were playing a tournament and one of the players forgot he had that mod on and his Chun Li popped up naked? Yeah. <laughs> we did talk about that. I love that. I love that. 
there's a there's a there's a cosplayer I like who's this big beefy dude and he dressed up as Chun Li. He was incredible. I just think Chun Li is such a an icon of of just perfection that I I think that it's just I don't know. I wouldn't want to see her naked because her her whole like thing is her outfit and yes. her incredible <laughs> style. Mm-hmm. And even then, the closest thing if you want to see anything like that, the closest thing you're going to get to it is the is it ninety six or ninety seven. Uh, Oh, the Street Fighter made. 2 cartoon movie. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that they did She's, full nudity in that. She, well, she was. I don't think they showed. Uh, I don't think it was full nudity with her. I think it was she was in pajamas, but you could, you saw her ripped up yeah. and she was in underwear. You know what? I think I watched it like in the last 10 years. I'm pretty sure it's full nudity. They they. I'm, tr- I'm trying to find this. I don't <laughs> have safe shirts or anything. I don't have children. So, so okay so yeah she like she fights she's in a t-shirt and underwear but they show her in the shower before that i don't remember that now i don't know how like as we were the right age for it when we watched it where we that would have yeah, been something she, stuck out she's she's naked in the shower i got definite behind um <laughs> wow i um, found found some some uh sex repulse person did a YouTube video about how this was inappropriate. Um let's just let's just get the good stuff into the notes and and I think I think this is the best we're gonna get here. I, I know what me and the kids are watching later. Oh god. Me <laughs> and the kids. Stop calling your sperm kids. Gosh. <laughs> I mean that's okay, that's that's butt. Like that that's right. like the equivalent of a like the Josh, kid the boobs are there too. The, the boobs are I there see, too. I see not I not see in this picture not in this picture, but do they actually get to a point where you Josh, see the boobs? Like Josh, I'm telling you. Me okay, and David are telling you. Okay. Yeah. I'm way. trying to keep it. I don't know what you're going to put on the screen or not, so I'm putting in only things that will scare Nick. That's that's the only thing I'm trying to <laughs> do. No, I'm not putting anything worry. else up on the screen anymore, so you go <laughs> hog wild. Uh, my game, while he does that, uh, my most anticipated game of the year is Frostpunk 2. Let me tell you how I feel about that game this year. How did you mm, feel? Tell us, Nick. Really disappointed that it didn't come out yet. <laughs> <laughs> it got pushed back didn't it yeah it'll be uh it's out next year i don't think they've co- actually they might have committed to march there have been a, there have been a few games that because the dragon's dogma 2 is march now mm-hmm. Frostpunk 2 i believe is march but yeah i'll tell you Frostpunk. more when i i'll tell you more when i know uh the first Frostpunk was fantastic i love it it's just one of those like gut-wrenching games like oh am i going to am i going to make these children work <laughs> Make, well, that's what you do. You make the children work and you kill the old and sick. Yeah. Oh, you lost an arm? Fuck you. I'm not investing I, in amputeeism. Like, goodbye. Yeah. You're dead. The, the first time I got through that full first campaign, I didn't build any storage because I, I, I thought, oh, like, we'll never get food above this rate. And then, like, the big freeze happens and I only have the food in that one little storage hut. Yeah. And so I just watch everybody die over, like... The end of that game is devastating. It is... Oh, God. It is heartbreaking. It's, it's like, it was one of the most intimidating games, like, to start. Yep. But once you once you know what you're doing and kind of have an idea of, like, oh, I need to build this all the way out here and build a... Ro-. Like, once you get a feel for, like, building roads all the way out into, like, nowhere... It becomes a lot less daunting. Like once you the, once you get a build order going to help the, out. The circles of it all, I think, were were probably the thing that I was most like just just it's such a different way of coming at a grid based game mm-hmm. was using these like circle wedges, which I thought was awesome. But 
the first time I played, I was like, I've, I have not put anything in a strategic location. Uh, <laughs> I, I, nothing fits. This is like a terribly designed town. It's like I'm in Memphis. Like I just can't, um, we're coming for you. No, Memphis. Watch out. That's right. Beyond notice. It's but sorry, for, sorry for losing your, your Memphis listenership. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. that first, <laughs> that first game, I remember like all my, all my settlements were like right next to each other, except for like one or two. And so, like, when I put a heater up and, like, heated all these over here, and then people were still getting sick over there, but I didn't have enough to do a heater, or one more heater would have, like, just eaten up all of my coal or whatever. It was a, it's a fucking mess, but it's such yeah. a fun game. And passing the laws and, like, either being a heretic or, like, being a, what's, I forget what the other option is, like, a complete like an authoritarian. Authoritarian, yeah, yeah. there it is. And... It's like, oh no, you're going to have to make hard decisions. You don't get to be a powder puff leader right now. Like yeah. you've got to be an asshole. Are, are we gonna eat people? Are we eating people? Are, I guess we're are we putting people. sawdust in the soup? Like, sure. Why not? <laughs> you it's always soup. put the salt. They, they they won't say anything. It's next to the it's sawmill. Fiber. They it's should free know. fiber. David, did you have a most anticipated game of the year coming into the year? You know, it was it was probably Spider Man two, and then I haven't even purchased it yet so i i feel i feel bad about it i feel guilty that i haven't fulfilled this this like desire i was excited about it because i was off miles morales and you were right that was just like a hug when i needed it and i just haven't had time i just have not had time i was excited about final fantasy 16 uh but you heard my reaction to josh saying he needs to finish it which was do 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 you need to finish it I like I, do want, you? I mean it was the opening the opening got me, and I'm like, "Oh my god, yes! I need this yeah. in my life." Nothing, nothing was better than watching uh, Ifrit and uh, yeah. the Phoenix fight each other. It was oh. just so. I mean, just the boss fights are fantastic. Like it's yes. so good, but it's definitely one of those games where I'm like, I'm 15, 16 hours into it, and I don't know how much more is left to do. I'm trying to avoid spoilers, but I know at this point it's. I mean, we're rolling close up to a year you know, three, we're going yeah. so it's like shit i need to play it the characters yeah. Especially don't, with, I, they don't seem that interesting yeah I, I enjoy a good story and jrpgs usually have a pretty good story the only jrpg this year that made me upset was uh, star ocean it's oh star the, ocean. the divine the Force. new one yeah i yeah. haven't i haven't played a star ocean since uh uh what was the fourth one um Oh, um, we blew up Earth, and then it was a different Earth, and yeah, the last hope. The, the last, last hope, hope. there is, yeah. That, that was the last one I truly played, and I'm like, ah. and then the, I mean, I tr I try to give them a chance because I know it's like the people who are up there, like Star Ocean, Star Ocean, but it's like I just I can't get into them like everybody else does. I've tried. Yeah, I mean, you have to sort of be a bit of a a, a masochist that you yes. enjoy like watching numbers go to extreme. That mm. the the thing about Star Ocean is that the numbers get bonkers, and I do love that. It's got a very um, that tactical game, Diagia. D I guess I don't even know just, how to say that Gia, out loud. Diagia, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love. I do love when numbers get insane, and uh, that's that's fun to me. Yeah. Numbers go up. <laughs> numbers go up. See, we're, oh god, we're all MBAs, fucking. <laughs> That is David Zaslav's favorite game is is fucking Star Ocean because he just loves big numbers. What if I sold Star Ocean and no one could play it? <laughs> genius. Fucking genius. Uh, resolutions. Uh, mine was be more aware of my time management, which made me left before the show because I was like, I have to go write a script that I should have already had done after this. 
So I'm I'm working on it. I'm getting better. I'm more aware of my time now. So I think that's something that's better because I was I wasn't aware of how much time I was really killing. And now like I'll sit here and do a podcast and like let's say I leave here and go play Fortnite. I will be aware of like for the last hour I played Fortnite, I could have been doing this. And that'll be in my yeah. head the entire time. So I think I'm getting better with being more aware of my time management and getting things done. Just not the script. Just not the script. Not yet. Yeah. It, work aware. work is different though than time management. Time management is like, you know, knowing. I think I think your your mindfulness about this, Nick, is the important thing. And uh, I think that you've developed that muscle, and that's important and valuable. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> Are we all? <laughs> yeah. Are we just all. Um, uh, David, do you have a resolution wow. and how has it resolution. going? You know, my resolution was to change the way that I looked at work because I was a bit of a workaholic and it was really coming, uh, it was negatively impacting my relationship and my happiness. And, uh, that's, that's why we moved and made this new lives for ourselves. And, uh, unfortunately it has not gone great in the last couple of months. I have just been taking on a lot more projects than I need to. And I need to remember that the point of living is to be happy and enjoy life and not to um, write things that people aren't going to use. Like just, um, so I, I need to get back to that discouragement and I appreciate that. I think you should set New Year's resolutions in November so you can fuck up and learn from them and reset them in January. So we'll, we'll see what lessons are learned and uh, I'll go at it again January 1. I like that. Beautiful. And you know what? I've, hey, we've only collectively probably talked for like five or six hours, but you seem like a genuinely happy guy. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I'm mostly medicated, I think, when we talk. So that's the He gets off the call. He's like, fuck, fuck, fuck. I fucking hate it. <laughs> It's, it's funny, my husband, because I was I was talking about being stressed about the like I have to make a PowerPoint. Like, what? A, my ancestors are just like fucking cursing me. Uh, my my like, caveman like ancestors are like sharpened, you know, I'm, you know hiding from a saber tooth right now. <laughs> um, but I was telling him I was stressed, and then I was like, oh, I gotta I gotta make sure that I adjust my sleep schedule because so I can enjoy this podcast. And he's like, well, maybe podcasts are the source of your strength. And I looked at him, and I dead eyed was like, podcasts are the only thing bringing me joy. <laughs> Well, we thank you. Shut for, the fuck up. We thank you for bringing joy to this show. You know what? You're you're the only thing keeping me mentally well at this moment. So no pressure. That is the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me. <laughs> the only nicest thing anybody's ever said to me. Uh, real quick, Jake's was be more active and consistent with it. I hope he's doing well with that. But also, he's not here. So, well, whatever, Jake. Josh, Josh's was doing more for myself. Josh, how's that going? Uh, not well. Uh, this year mm. was supposed to be more about me. Uh, and it's kind of been the opposite, actually. I, I feel like this year has been more of doing more for me and my wife. Mm -hmm. um, we It's just been a really rough year. We've This past weekend, we've had a, a friend pass away from cancer. Uh, back in August, we had our dog that we you know got as a young couple together pass yeah. away randomly out of nowhere. Uh, infertility issues trying to get pregnant it, it's been left and right with just i mean left hook right hooks couple jabs in there I, I we've been beaten down for sure like we're we're like dude we're just ready for 2024 we're ready to move on because this year was supposed to be more about us and i or more about me really in general for myself that's the resolution i made and i feel like i've done the complete opposite just because so much has happened <laughs> 
just it's ridiculous I've, I've gone from the worst day of my life to the worst year of my life yeah well yeah I, it's i feel like you're growing i feel like you you say it wasn't about you but like you know you're you're expanding into you you and your wife like that's that's you and her against the world and so yeah you're you're gonna you're gonna get that time for yourself to do things that you want to do but oh yeah no i know what's coming in the future it's important and it's great that you're making time for that other person that you've committed your life to yeah and it's not that's not saying it's the bad thing or i don't want to do that it's just i've struggled with trying to help others more than myself Mm. Because I'm very much, I don't want to see others hurt. I want to do whatever I can to help them, even if it hurts me. And it's like, I need to stop doing that because at some point, even when I do that, a lot of people leave me after that. And they it's forgotten about where then I'm still hurting from doing whatever, whatever it was I was supposed to do. Instead of doing that, I was taking care of them or helping them. Yeah. So my mentality at work, that's what happens a lot is someone will reach out to me and be like, Oh, I don't know how to do this, even though this is what I've been doing for my my whole career, my past, you know, five years at this job. And it's like, okay, I've done it less than you. And you're coming to me asking what you should do. You've got a problem. Have you, but it become, it becomes transactional at that point. It's not about personality and and bonding and community. It's what can you do for me? How can your relationship benefit me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't have anything serious to add to that anymore. I was going to ask, have you considered quitting your job and getting a divorce? <laughs> uh, no, but I will tell you a funny story on why you should uh, uh, change your password regularly. All right, let's oh, hear it. I'm, I'm ready. So a couple weeks ago. Wait, uh, wait is this going to get you fired? No. Okay, go ahead. No, 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 with, no, no. Well, if it's with severance, then that might be okay. So it's... keep going with the story. <laughs> <laughs> so... We had a bunch of phone calls randomly come in, like 150 people calling, asking ask about a job uh, posting that we made. We didn't know what they were talking about. We found it. Apparently, one of our employees at our company, LinkedIn was hacked, and somebody put a post up for a basically like a $150,000 job or something close to like something like, like you would be outrageously paid to do. And... They, so they posted this job. All these people are calling us to confirm, like, hey, is this real? Is this a real thing? And people are trying to apply to it. So we, since then, okay, so we stopped that. We reached out to LinkedIn and let know, hey, that's not us. It's a scam. They're working on fixing it. Somehow, some of these people still got through a bunch of things, and people have started sending in their banking information or sending in, like, they're getting checks checks from us uh, and ch- uh, trying to cash it in and being told, like, Oh, your check bounce. It's a bad check. Somebody lost $40,000. Oh my God. Yeah. And my thought process is like, from what we've gathered, they didn't do any interviews. They were just told like, Oh, you're a great candidate. Let's get you your information and stuff. And it's like, at what point in this process, did you think that this was like a real job or like, you were going to like have this, like you didn't have an interview. Like, there was no interview with emails. You did not have an interview and you thought you got this job and it's a management position job. So it's like, and then they're calling like, Oh, well I sent this information to so-and-so there and they promised me this, but I'm $40,000 out. And it's like, well, first off that person doesn't exist. And second, if you couldn't catch the red flags of this scam, you don't deserve that job. That's fair. That's fair. It's, it's cruel, but at the same time, it's like, 
you are a grown like this is not a 16 year old going i can get out of college and make you know $150,000? No, you are a person in the industry for 30 years. You know how much that position pays for, and you still applied for it and gave that information. You don't deserve that job. The, these are people who aren't technically savvy. Like The three of us mm. in this room wouldn't fall for that. But these are people who aren't technologically savvy. They're not. Uh, they may be desperate, and that's just scammer 101 looking oh, for... Right. Look, they, right. You gotta find the marks. I say that as a former... So, not not a former scammer. I wasn't doing stuff like this, but... <laughs> yeah, you could, only, you could only get my social security number if you put up, uh, you know, shower scenes of Chun-Li. Like, I think that's the only thing that would have gotten me. <laughs> well, sir. The, well. The, so we got... It's the industry, though, Nick. It's my, the industry I'm in that makes me very worried because you have to know technology. That's all this industry is, this technology. So the fact that you fell for that and you're in a tech-heavy industry is really worries. Not only just a tech-heavy industry, but an industry where you have to be careful because you have to protect that proprietary information, other people's social security numbers, yeah. big numbers. Like... This is a very like this is like just below government level shit. Well, I think and that's why sites like Indeed and LinkedIn are kind of just becoming obsolete mm, it's hard. Just because it's a lot of garbage in there. You have to have to have to have to go through the hiring employer's website at this point because yeah. anything you see yeah. on those websites, I mean, I could put something up that says, "Hey, I need a new podcast go host because the one I've got right now is not cutting it." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or so, any, I'm, anyone could. I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to put that up. Someone else could put that up, and we're not looking. We're not looking for a co-host at all. <laughs> well, so and that's that's here's okay. So that's that part. It gets crazier. Oh God, so, there's another level. Oh, there's another level. Three I'm going to ask you guys a simple question, and this is just tell me what you think. But like, I'm real ready. quick. So if someone hacks your account. You found out. What are you doing? What are you What are you going to do to fix that problem? first thing I'm going to do is change my password. Okay. Would you do anything else outside of that account? I would check every other account that I had, that I was not logged in recently, that there was no suspicious behavior. I, and by the way, I'm the other Mr. Arnold would be taking care of all this because I don't do any of this shit. My password, <laughs> but, is, my password is tractor. Like, um, <laughs> But no, but you have the right thought process. Go check your other accounts. Maybe change yeah. that password, especially if they're the sure. same. They didn't do that. Ooh. So they hacked into their email and sent another scam. And wow. this is not like wow. their personal email. This is their work email. This is some industrious scamming. This is really like high level. Not you, to not to like praise criminals, but like well done. I, yeah. I do want to praise the criminals. Great job, guys. That, like, that takes a lot commit of tenacity. To the bit. I love a that. lot of tenacity. You're it's an uphill battle. <laughs> you ain't got no money. You ain't got no money. You yeah. need that money. And you work hard. These people for have it. taken an improv because they are yes anding their way right into this scam. This yeah. is great. 40k, I, just, I say double it. Give me 80. Yeah. I, I just stopped and I'm like, those that that guy or girl, whoever did it, definitely got their money's worth out of this because they yeah. hit, they hit the trifecta of uh, I don't I'm gonna sound very cruel. The trifecta of morons. The person, I, I understand the first thing is unavoidable. Shit happens. It's the world. It sucks. The second one was so preventable, but not only did it affect yeah. them on a personal level, they affected the whole entire company that we actually had to reach out to customers and tell them, ignore this email. We've oh, been wow. And it's been a shit show. I wow. think, honestly, I think everyone should just, you know, 
keep an eye on like their elderly when it comes to this kind of stuff and maybe just scam their own grandparents before like a stranger scams yeah. their yes. grandparents. Take I mean, a 20 I wish, out of your grandma's purse before you do this shit. I wish I wish I still had a grandmother to scam because I would I I'm well, I'm glad she's not around to be scammed, but if she were, I'd scam her because you'd rather it be your grandchild than some yeah, stranger should, on the other side of the like world. It's like your parents it's like your parents buying you beer when you were 15. It's just the other other end of yeah. development on that one. I want you to drink here because if you go down to yeah. Tony's and drink, you're going to drive back and maybe go mm-hmm. drive your car into the nearby quarry. I don't want that. If I scam, watch you and have a beer with you. Yeah. Um, You know, Josh, I'm left with a couple of things based on this resolution and your sort of your your space and mindset, which is one. I don't think you should be worried about being fired because somebody at your company lost forty thousand dollars and they're still employed. And two, when you think about things that you do for yourself, there are these good ways that you. I, I hope that you can in the next month look back and see them and know that you did hit a couple beats on this, even for a year that was pretty tremendously shitty. I think that, you know, we were talking about Spotify and wrapped earlier. Like I, I'd love you to go back and look at your trophies. Like that, that's the nice oh, thing I about will. achievements and trophies. <laughs> like I, and but I mean like seriously, like sit down, put on some Zen background music and just read them and go through them and look at the times and dates and think those were times that were for me. And there's a beauty to that. God damn it. I love you, David. <laughs> I think all listeners should do that, by the way. I think it's actually like, uh, I think I think trophy hunting gets a bad biz because there are like some intense trophy people. I don't know. Somebody I, I follow on Twitter just got a 6,000th 6, platinum trophy. Oh, wow. um, it's a lot of and games. I, I know. And uh, Sony sent him a PS5, and I was like, fuck, man. I got 70 platinum trophies. Send me some shit. I got like five um, or six, I think. <laughs> but there is this catharsis about looking back. And and I think that, I don't know, there's there's a beauty in that. And I think you all you should what, do that for yourself. That would be, that actually be really cool. And with the PS5, they have that feature where when you get it, it records that moment that's going on and you, it's, yeah. it records your voice and stuff. That'd be cool if Sony did that. As like voice. A, yeah. Like you, well, if you had the, the mic on the, the controller, oh, okay. it actually record what you were saying and doing. So like, I've done so many of those where I'm like, I'm kind of curious now. That'd be cool to go back and actually have like a reel of all of those and just see what yeah. I was talking about in that moment. I'm sure there's a couple like, you don't want oh to hear my that. fucking God, finally. <laughs> I, I'm I'm terrified at the idea that of what I might have said for some Street Fighter 6 trophies. So I will be going back to that immediately. <laughs> delete, 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 delete. Oh, it's on the internet. There ain't no deleting it. <laughs> there forever. Sony has it forever. Well, hey, everybody. We made it through the show. Yay, yay yay as always thank you to david for hanging out with us david. such joy david what is um what is what are your po- i i was gonna say gimmicks but what are your podcast up to as of late oh sure yeah so um you know we've, we we're a podcasting network now which is uh i don't remember if that was true the last time we talked but um everybody got together and we're all just like queer dudes and ladies and non-binary folks who um, are recording podcasts about media. So movies, TV, video games. Uh, and so you can check out everything that we're doing at glitterjaw.com, which is the Glitterjaw Queer Podcast, Podcast Collective. Um, right now we've got a gimmicks that just dropped around Futurama and one that will be dropping, I think the week this episode goes live on everyone's podcast feeds, we'll be covering Angel. Um, the... Uh, the early 2000s gritty yes. noir uh, Buffy spinoff. And uh, and then Are You My Mother is covering Morticia Adams. Uh, so if you want to hear me and my guests, Stick Brandon, talk about um, some kinky-ass sex, that's what we're going on about with talking about mommy Morticia there. 
my have, favorite my attention my favorite yeah. fictional mom is probably oh, she's so great she's just amazing you know Stick asked such a great question at the end of it. He goes, do you think Morticia is queer? And I was like, wow, I, I mean, I do. She's in a heterosexual relationship, but they're, they're seen as so othered by the rest of the world that I think that there's, there's, there's deserved conversation about them as sort of a queer family. I can see it. Yeah. Plus they're kinky as fuck, which kinky is just fuck. She's always got so knives. Kinky. She's got knives in her mouth every time I see oh, her. Just so hot, <laughs> so hot. And we went we went through every Morticia, but we did talk the most about Angelica Houston because mommy, like uh, right? Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> please, yeah. sir, I want some more. <laughs> please, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. So check those out wherever you get podcasts. But of course, uh, you know, my time and love is here with SGT. So was was a joy being on with y'all again. We love Thanks, having you on here. We love having you. Hey. I think you might be the most guested, most Ooh. guested with two. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to step it up in 2024. We're going to step it Hell up in 2024. Yeah. Get, we're going to yeah. pump those numbers up Two. That's chump yeah. numbers. We're getting those numbers up. Yeah. We're going to pump those numbers up. I oh, love that. Oh, that's exactly oh, oh, what we oh, should yeah. Uh, a little treat, a little treat for the video watchers. <laughs> just, just, just video watchers on that one. Hey, everybody, Nick here. You can find me on X or Twitter, whatever you want to call it. I don't care at that Kaufman. You can also find me on YouTube and Twitch at Nick Fat Night. Not that I'm doing anything over there. Uh, you can also find my reviews on Game Chronicles. I have Thirsty Suitors, Slay the Princess. Not often I get two bangers in a row like that, but go check those reviews out. Josh, where can the people find you? Yeah, uh, I do reviews as well over at Game Chronicles. Just had uh, Ascent uh, or Savant Ascent uh, remix go up there along with uh, Hellboy, Web of Weird. Avoid it for now. Um, I You can find me anywhere at I'm Josh Saying. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully have some more reviews up soon. But uh, it's crazy end of the year shit going on. So we'll see. Yeah. And David, is there anywhere else that, anywhere else that people can find you? Yeah, if you just like you're like, oh, I need more David, um, seek help. <laughs> but uh, you can find me online almost anywhere as Dmuma. That's D M U M A. Uh, that's Instagram, Blue Sky, Twitter, wherever. Facebook too. No, I'm just kidding. Nobody's... Facebook, yeah, yeah. He's on Joy- threads even. Really? I am on threads. The man's by on ha- the threads. You know really what's interesting? Anymore. No, no. I have like <laughs> one post on Threads, and it was like, "What the fuck is this?" Um, but the moment Threads launched, it was all like this, like cock measuring contest of like, "Oh, Zuckerberg's so much better." And I was like, "Why are we praising Mark Zuckerberg?" Literally, a movie was made about how terrible this person mm-hmm. is. <laughs> um, but it was just this. It was just this like weird talking about the console wars, like we did before the record, like just. Um, boy, it, it's like the social media wars is where we're at now. You're sort of identifying with one. Yeah, everybody was competing to have the best, like the best hole in the yard. It's like, no, you yeah. all have a hole in your yard. Shut up. Exactly. <laughs> and you, you'll have to pry Twitter out of my cold dead hands because I'm just, I, I made a life for myself, and that's what I chose. Oh, he, hey, he, uh, he got he's up. He's digging that hole for you right now. He, he is. He really that. is. Hey, fuck the advertisers. That's exactly yeah. what they want to hear, Mister Mister Elon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my man, my man. Just wow. What a guy. Hey, everybody. Keep up with the show. Smashing Game Time is also on Twitter, uh, Instagram. We're on TikTok, though we've slowed down over there a little bit. We might we might pick it back we're picking up. It, we're pick, no, we're picking it back up. Okay. Josh says we're picking it back up. We're picking it back up. Uh, our website is still a work in progress. Going to get that up. Uh, I want to do some reviews over there. Also, 
you know, have our game of the year lists that uh, separate folks have like me and Josh or any guests who want to do like a, a list of like the top 10 something of the year, whatever. So that'll be going up soon. Keep an eye out for that. I, again, Hey, my time management, it's back. <laughs> uh, and uh, what else? What else did I have? I think that was, Oh, thank you to Alex Marvin Clark for our intro and outro song, hunt him down. Great stuff. Go check out his SoundCloud down in the show notes. And uh, hey, we'll be back next week. We've got some interviews coming up uh, with the developer, uh, one of the developers of Ugly, one of the uh, developers of Slay the Princess. So keep an ear out for mm. that. Still working on those. Holidays are just a little messy for everybody right now. And then uh, the big one, Game of the Year, <laughs> is coming up in the next few weeks. We will officially announce the dates. Those will be going up soon. So keep an eye out for that. Everybody, this has been Smashing Game Time. I hope you all had a smashing great time. We'll see each and every one of you next time.